So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson. Here with another episode, my co-host Ryan Catches. We about to go crazy with this one because we already had. I'm not gonna say who it is, but y'all been requesting this gentleman, and he brought a couple of friends with him. So we about to go crazy. Yes, we are going to go crazy, man. Shout out to the Hall Initiated Platform because we have been a vessel for you guys, and it continues tonight because we are here with a table full of scholars. Facts. All right. Facts. And tonight we're gonna save some lives because we are talking about signs. That you are being manipulated in your relationship. We are doing it with some very qualified people. Let's start here to my right with this amazing beauty, this intelligent clinical psychologist for now. What is it? 10 years in the game? Let's say 10 years in the game now. Really putting in this work. Really doing the real work in the streets. We got some licenses here today, y'all. So it's going to get real. We are here with Dr. Ashley. Welcome to Harley Initiated. Welcome to the show. Excited to have you. Look at the brothers over there. Look at the brothers. These the Morehouse bros. Distinguished hey, brothers. These the distinguished <laughs> brothers right here. Let's start here with the newcomer to the Harley Initiated platform. We have here the professor of psychology for 13 years over at Morehouse. We are in here rocking with Dr. Murray. Welcome to Harley Initiated. Thank you so much. Happy to yes. Be Dr. Johanse Murray. Is it, we got to say the full name or is it no. Dr. Murray? Johanse is fine, bro. Johanse? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Doctor for you, all right? <laughs> Doctor, all right? Don't disrespect this brother here. And y'all already know this man here. He's a frequent flyer of the Hardly Initiated Platform. Already his third time coming. Actually, your single independent episode is dropping this Sunday. I'm excited about that. Oh, as well. And y'all we, we, got to see this, time, <laughs> this episode this Sunday. This Sunday is crazy. It's going to be dating in throughout your 30s, 40s, and your 50s, amazing show. But we in here rocking with Dr. Tart. Welcome to Harley. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yes. Yeah, so we got, uh, we got an ATL in New York City, but it's going to be all right. Oh, Dr. Murray, you New York City? <laughs> no, no, no. Norfolk, Virginia. Wait, Virginia, that's right. That's Norfolk, right. Virginia. That's right. That's okay, right. okay. Well, well, look, we about to go in, y'all. It's about to really be that kind of episode here today. What I want to do before we get into the topics, into the conversation, we got some amazing things to come. So I'm going to get you these announcements. Ryan, talk to the people. So look, I know y'all see me working over here. I'm like typing. I'm getting getting in the chat. So real quick, shout out to Jasmine Brown. Jasmine with two S's. That's that's interesting. Shout out to Jasmine. Shout out to Benita Jackson that just hit us with that super chat. Benita is always showing love. Like always. Let more, if we need more than five minutes and she didn't drop the super chat, I'm shocked because Benita's showing love. We I also want to give that. a couple shout outs to some people who joined us. Shout out to Rosalind, shout out to T-Skate, shout out to Nicole Greenheart, shout out to Camille Crenshaw, and shout out to Tia. Just a few of the people who have joined us over the past couple of days, guys. Now listen, we got some really big stuff coming. I'm not going to talk about all the great stuff we're getting ready to do with the membership until later, but we got our Facebook crew right now. We're going to yeah. keep y'all live with us for 30 minutes. After that 30 minutes, y'all got to bring it over to the chat on YouTube because like I told y'all, we about to go crazy. And then, this is another thing. What was the other thing, Ty? 
Um, the event, the email, the membership. Hit the like button. Hit the like button, guys. Yes. As much likes as we get, that's going to determine how many people actually get this. Now, the last show we just did, we got over 600 people live in the room. Yeah, so we want to try to get that coming. We'll try to keep that going. So the minimum people we want in the room today is 600. So make sure you hit that like button. Let's do it, man. Go ahead and hit that joint. I think Ryan just gave us about everything we need to go ahead and get this joint started. Um, y'all, just so y'all know, I did some research, you know, before we got here, I researched some very common mani manipulation tactics that, uh, people are facing in relationships, which is crazy. Cause I think I even face some of these tactics here <laughs> and, uh, let's, we're going to talk about these tonight. We're going to break it down. Cause I hear a lot of words floating around Instagram and the social media space. You know how the echo chamber works. So let's talk about these tonight. The first one I actually want to break down and probably the most common, the most notorious is the term gaslighting, mm. right? Let's talk about this here, guys. So first off, before we even get into it, can we even, can any of y'all like break down what exactly gaslighting is so the audience can get just a general understanding of what gaslighting is? Dr. Ashley, could you help me? Sure. Let's absolutely. do it. Absolutely. So the way I describe gaslighting is a person who denies your reality and then tries to make you feel crazy for what you're saying, right? Okay. So if you're saying to me, um, you really hurt my feelings when you called me stupid, I would say, oh, I never called you stupid. What are you talking about? Something must be wrong with you. You must be delusional. You must have made it up. And now you're trying to make me feel bad, like you're the bad person. Mm. So a lot of times people mistake <laughs> gaslighting for just lying or just um, trying to manipulate, but it's also adding a layer of something's wrong with you not only are you wrong, but something's wrong with you and making you feel bad about it. And it'll have you kind of questioning, like, did I experience that correctly? Like, was I misleading? Did it? Did he really say that? Or did she really say that? So it has you questioning your own reality. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So like, why would somebody employ that tactic in general? Like, why would they want to use that? Well, uh, a lot of times this is used by a narcissist, right? Um, not every person who gaslights is a narcissist, but all narcissists do do some gaslighting. And the okay. reason they do that is because they don't want to take accountability, right? So you're calling them out. You're telling them they're doing something wrong or you don't like something about what they're doing. They don't have the strength or the ego strength to actually say, you're right. I shouldn't have done that or take accountability for what I did. Rather, I'm going to make you feel bad. So I never have to take accountability. Mm. Yeah. So it's a control and like a manipulation tactic. So I feel like when I meet certain women and they give me their experiences mm -hmm. about like their dating experiences, it's interesting because a lot of women that I feel like get manipulated kind of always get manipulated. Mm -hmm. Like they kind of run into these situations where they just always running into these guys that is manipulating them. I, I, so what makes some people more susceptible to manipulation than others. Mm. That's a good one. So when we start looking at, so you go back to like Greek mythology, right? To the origin of the word narcissism. Mm. And narcissist looked at his reflection in, in, the, in, the, in the pond, the river, and fell in because he fell so in love, you know, with his own reflection, right? And so guess, guess who dates? So if someone is so, too into themselves, guess who they're going to date? someone who's not into themselves enough so the the counterpart so the partner of a narcissist is also is actually called an echoist they're just the echo 
of the narcissist. They say whatever the narcissist wants to say. They're just there to please. So when you merge the two of them, someone that thinks too highly of themselves needs to date someone who thinks too lowly of themselves. Right. It's a great wow. mix. Yeah. It's a great dysfunctional yeah. mix. Because I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm not sure what I have. My presence has been somehow affected by maybe childhood trauma. I just don't know who I am. And I'm going to date someone who knows exactly what I can do to please them. Mm -hmm. Strong personality. Be able to tell me. And my whole focus is going to be on what? Pleasing him or pleasing her. Because mm -hmm. there can be women, mm -hmm. Dr. Ashley, who are, are narcissists. That's I'm not calling you. <laughs> That you said that, yeah, because yeah. yeah, men get a bad rap 1, for being narcissists. That's a fact. And so they, so they merge, and so it's and everyone talks about the narcissist, but we need to look at women who don't have the proper presence and whose presence is is unstable and and it's not strong enough because they're gonna go from narcissist one, two, three, four, and mm -hmm. never gonna move until they had that presence to say, no, you need to date me equally. You'll never see two narcissists oh. dating each other. Oh, gosh. That's never going to happen. That's oh. never going to happen. Oh, you want me to compromise? They'll never talk. Right. They'll, never, they'll, they'll be together for like two days. So people who are really empathic are also really susceptible to people who are narcissists because they're going to give and give and give and give and never really expect anything in return. So a lot of times it's people who just don't realize that they have their own worth, they have their own agenda, they have their own passions or whatever it is. And they just want to kneel to, not want to, but just kind of are um, trained to kind of kneel to the other person and their needs. Well, mm. well, I mean, to add to that, there's a codependency there. And so when you, when that person is codependent, what that means, what that means is that they get something out of being in that relationship. Mm -hmm. So the empathy that they feel, they actually consider themselves and are happy about being proud of, in fact, being empathic. Mm -hmm. Proud of being able to serve, proud of being able to. Mm -hmm. So, so there's something that they are getting out of it. Mm -hmm. It seems as if they're completely selfless, but in actuality, their selfhood is found within that relationship, mm -hmm. right? the The problem is they don't have a sense of that selfhood outside of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So they will always gravitate towards someone. Imagine if you think about. Imagine always wanting to be Robin. You never want to be Batman. You just want to be the sidekick. You get everything comes out of your being the sidekick. You're being able to be part of the team, but not, you know, one of the major players. Mm. You know, you, you you are happy to give assists, but you don't want to take shots, right? And that's a big part of it. So the relationship actually is meaningful to the individual because they're mm -hmm. serving and uh, giving and they, and they get something out of it. It means something to them. In fact, it may be that they've had a history of being depended on to be the person who puts their needs aside long before they were ever in a relationship, mm -hmm. but even in their families or in, in other in, in environments and other situations growing up where they always put their needs aside. And that actually feels a part of who they are and a part of, and a part part of their identity. identity. Exactly. And, and I want to confirm, this is the partner of a narcissist or is this just someone who typically gets ga gaslit? I'm, now I'm talking about the partner of a narcissist. <clears throat> okay. But so, because narcissists gaslight, mm -hmm. they're going to get a lot of that. No, no, no. I, I like that because a lot of these traits, actually, I can imagine a narcissist will probably use or these manipulation tactics that we're going to be going through the conversation so i think that's a good place to define i'm happy we kind of coining this person here 
So go go ahead. When, when, so so it's a great tactic. Mm -hmm. If I can get you to question what you're thinking, mm -hmm. right? I've, I've already done all the work. Right. All right. And, and and if you've ever done the work with someone who's been traumatized, they'll tell you I can't even trust my own decisions. Right. I, I, I mean, I know I you said you weren't cheating. I saw the video, but then you just keep mm -hmm. I picked you and I picked I do all these things wrong. And then you, you know, and then some, if it's really severe, sometimes narcissists would do things that, that are really sadistic, like like take your keys and then say you're always losing things, right? You don't even know wow. what it'll go that far. Yeah, it will go that far. That is to diabolical. Be able to control you. So you're like, man, I don't even know. I swear I had my keys, or I swear mm -hmm. I did this, or I thought I did this. Maybe I didn't see what I what I, and so they can't trust. So you can't leave. You can't trust yourself. So that makes me more dependent upon your leadership. And like Dr. Murray said, you know, I've already had this background childhood where, you know what, forget your dreams. Watch your little brother and sister. I found that my value is being helpful to you. And if it's even more severe, my value is, hey, this is how I stay safe. See, if I'm serving you. All right, if I'm taking care of you, if I'm just being who you need me to be, that keeps me out of harm's way. That's a safety mechanism. And so that little girl, that little boy grows up and then they're going to look for that same type of dynamic. And so they can easily go a lifetime, a cycle of dating the same kind of person. And like Dr. Murray said, be OK in it. All right, this is who I am. This is identity. This is safety. This is security. Yeah. One of the key um, ways that you know that you're dating a narcissist is if you want to record conversations with them. Right wow. at the if moment you that want to record you it. want to record the conversations because every time you bring it up, like you said this or you said you're going to do that. I never <clears> did that. I never said that. You start to think like, I'm going to start recording it because you're making me feel like I'm going crazy. So it's, it's similar to the keys. It's like, wait, I know I know I put them there. Like what's going on here? So at any moment that you want to have proof or receipts is nine times out of ten you're being gassed. You, you know what really quick? Did y'all see? All right. I can't remember the name of the network. Uh, um, it's all black. No, it's not the new one. Something it was something black okay. network, right? Um, it's Lemuel Plummer's uh, platform. All right, and he had Ray J on there. All right, I don't know if you saw it. What's what's Ray J's wife's ex wife? Um, love Queen. Love. But, but people no say Princess Love. Princess, Princess Love. love. Princess okay. love. So, so they so they so uh, Ray J agreed to to be uh, confronted by his wife, but his he did not know. Is that she had been taught how to recognize every single strategy mm -hmm. he was going to employ. I mean, it is much must watch TV. Mm -hmm. And so Ray J started doing his thing and she was like, no, 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 no. You just said this and then you said this and then this and this. And she says, what we're going to see next is this. And then they cut to him and he said, exactly. Wow. She had talked to him so long. That she knew exactly, she could anticipate mm -hmm. the moves before he made them. So mm -hmm. when he did it, he had to actually get up off camera and recollect himself and said, I wish I should have done this. Y'all set me up, but I'm here now. And so wow. that's a great episode. So, so you call him Ray J a narcissist? <laughs> Ray, Ray, J, Ray J was being confronted on the show about his narcissistic ways with his wife. So that's not wow. labeling wow, Ray okay. J. This is Ray J, and I give him credit. This is Ray. I don't think he knew what he was walking into. Yeah. Right? Uh, but then again, right. he did. Right? Ray J went about the ratings. It's reality. Right? He's about the ratings, all right? But when he walked into it, he didn't know that she was going to match him because I don't think that they had done that before. So mm -hmm. let, me, let me ask you this. How does someone even become a narcissist? Like, what even uh, inspires that type of personality in you? Well, I don't think narcissists are, are born. They're made. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. For a lot of people who become narcissists, they learn what to value growing up. So if you're a child and, you know, your parents only are really proud of you when you hit the buzzer beater 
or if you make the highest grade, but then if you come to them about something emotional, like someone broke your heart or you felt sad about something happening, they kind of brush that off. Oh, you'll be fine. Like just not even paying attention, only paying attention to your accolades. You start to only value those things and it makes you kind of a shallow person Mm. over time. Okay. So I'm very curious because this narcissist, uh, you know, profile that we're talking about, it seems like this person is, is pretty ingenious even and very diabolical in the steps, <laughs> in the steps that they take mm-hmm. to manipulate and deceive. So it sounds like a, a very special person even. Mm-hmm. So with all the women who throw out this word, I'm dealing with a narcissist, he was a narcissist. I mean, is, is that, do you think it's accurate? I mean, what's the likelihood that a woman is actually dealing with this type of person? Ooh. So I think oftentimes people use the label to identify the behavior and that can be problematic. So, mm-hmm. so understand that narcissism or being a nar- having a narcissistic personality disorder, and I'm using the term mm-hmm. that is clinical and that is diagnosable is about someone who has this character, characterological tendency. That's a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. It's not, uh, it's not momentary. It's not only in situations. This is who they are all the time yeah. versus people who have narcissistic traits or narcissistic tendencies or can act narcissistic about particular areas in life. Right. Mm-hmm. So for example, and I'm not saying it's about him, but someone might consider Kobe Bryant, a basketball narcissist mm. because of how great he was at that and how unapologetic he was about talking about how great he was and how great he wanted to be at that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. It just means that probably somebody who would be jealous about how great he is might actually you know, label him in that way, right? And so sometimes people are using the term about tendencies and moments and behaviors, but that might not necessarily capture who the individual is. So that's, that's, that's I think, important. Now, that doesn't mean that folks aren't dating people with that, people who are narcissistic or people who have narcissistic personality disorder, but they may also only recognize some part of their character or some ways wherein they feel that way. Now, having said all of that, most narcissists, not only are they shallow, as uh, Dr. Ashley just pointed out, but they're also extremely insecure, right? So they're insecure about a lot of things, but they achieve something well. They do well. They've been uh, validated and reinforced for their accomplishments Mm -hmm. forever in some realm. Mm -hmm. And so that sometimes allows them to think that they do or present themselves as doing well in everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, a great businessman says, I can run the country. (laughs) Oh, damn. Wink, wink. I mean, he is. is. He's never going to own. Trump's never going to own. Oh, I'll read the election. You can show us tapes. You can show videos. He's never going to earn it if you own it. If you look at his childhood, look at how he was raised. His dad moved him to different schools and you have to achieve. You're no one unless you achieve. And then your brother is dropped down. Whoever is the most, the highest achiever in, in the family is regarded as the, the favorite son or the favorite daughter. Right. That's a fascinating book written by his sister. Right. About Trump. Right. It's a, fasc- it's a fascinating read. And so when you look at someone like like uh, Donald Trump, uh, when he's raised. All right. He's raised to win. <laughs> he did this interview, right? They did this interview and they were interviewing uh, presidents, right? And so there's a photographer that interviews all of the presidents and takes their picture, right? And he asked him, what is your superpower? Where they asked Obama, what is your superpower? And he said, um, it's, the, it's the super handshake. 
He said, what is that? He says, when I see you from across the room, before I get there, I, I make you know that I like you, right? So I said, hey, how you doing, Tashawn? How you doing, Johansson? How you doing, Ashton? I walk 10 feet and then I shake your hand, right? Mm -hmm. And then I ask you to do something for me. <laughs> right. And so what I'm doing is I'm saying, I like you return the favor. I already like you. But well, they asked Trump, you know, they said, um, what is your superpower? And he said, um, I don't really have one. And they said, well, how do you get people to do what you want? Uh, how do you how do you how do you avoid the storms? How do you go from storm to storm to storm with, without ever getting stressed? He said, easy. I'm the storm. Wow. I'm the storm in every situation. I'm the storm. All right. So when you when you look at it, that is full blown narcissism. That's a winner. All right. All right? That's a full blown. You're, you're going to deal with me. I'm not worried about what you did. Look look at all his friends in jail. He don't care. Right. right? He saying any of them. Right. The black dude that was black Trump. He's still in jail. Can't pull right. a lawyer. Right. He can't pull bail. Trump didn't help him out. Trump didn't send any money. That's not his mo. If you're not on my side, you've got to go. And so one by one by one, you see all of the people who align with him. If they don't agree with him, even his own attorney, right? He fires them because he's the storm. Man, that's so interesting. So now when it comes to now the this tactic that the narcissism or narcissistic person might employ this gaslighting, I want to know, does it look different when women employ this versus when men employ this or it looks the same just equally across the board. I'm gonna say, you tell me what you think. Okay. Women are the coldest narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's because why we like that. They love the truth. Of sophistication. Okay. Right? Like we're basic. Even brothers like Dr. Murray's one of the smartest brothers in the world. Right, yeah. we still basic compared to Doctor. Relationship, we're still basic, right? Still basic, and so the 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 narcissist, the female narcissist I've dealt, when I have a colleague that only deals with them, right? Mm -hmm. That's the most difficult uh, difficult client to deal with anyway, right? Because they're gonna tell you what you're doing wrong. Because they don't take accountability, right? Well, what you know, right? What, what, who are you to tell me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. I like those kind of classes. I'm frustrated already. It'd be a perfect place to take my frustration out. Of right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so point out all your tactics in front of your wife. That's right. great, right? And I'm gonna get a one rating, all right, after that. But, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because the level of sophistication and being able to use what you tell them against you and get you to question your own thoughts, right? And so that's not that's a, that's not that's that's definitely being stereotypical. But in, in my in, in my experience, give me an it, example of what that might look like, Doctor Tar. Like if a for a young woman to use that on a guy, like how might she might have him question himself in some example? Right. So say. Uh, say he wants to give advice, or he wants to give advice about something, yeah. all right? And she'll say, um, yeah, we'll take your advice, all right? Um, what did you want to give me advice about, all right? Um, what does that mean, all right? Uh, how do you know that's going to happen? So she already knows he doesn't know, and what she'll do is she'll just pick apart four or five areas to expose him that he doesn't know. She won't say you don't know. She'll give them a shot and say, so what does that look like? Okay, so you want to get a house. So what is the, what is the uh, interest rate for a commercial loan look like? What's a good interest rate? Is that 8, 5, 10 percent, 15 percent? What is that? What's the cap rate on that? I don't know what a cap rate is. Okay, you don't know a cap rate. You're not sure what the interest rate, uh, but mm. you want me to follow you, right? And then your own father, your own father said that you didn't know what was going on. So let me just handle this, babe. I got it. Mm. All right. Oh, so they're so, using those tactics mm. to maintain control in a relationship. 
So what, what they're doing is they're making you question, don't even speak up because I'm going to break down your logic because what you think you know, you don't know. And so what you do is you make that man silent and then you pull him into asking questions. He starts asking for permission. He starts asking, do you think this is a good idea? Mm. Do you think? So that's how she gets controlled by breaking down. He might have a valid point, right? He, yeah. he may be on it, but then again, it's the reverse. Maybe I don't know what I know. Maybe I should just be quiet in this relationship. And he's getting emasculated. In Maybe I should just do what the stronger, smarter, more mm. dominant person should do so that way I don't make mistakes. Is wow. is the the narcissist in these cases, are they victims as well? Like, are they doing it intentionally or could somebody be operating in this way and literally have no idea that they could be adding this level of toxicity to a relationship? That's a tough question because um, only the narcissist knows mm. if it's intentional, if it's premeditated, if it's planned. Right. And I do think it is kind of ingrained and because they are that way for so long, sometimes it's a default. Sometimes it's a defense mechanism. Like, I, I can't look at myself, so I need to project these things right back to you. Or I need to make you the issue. So whether or not it's, it's um, premeditated, it, only they know. Right. Only uh, they know. And I, I would also add to that, to assume that they would think that there's anything toxic about their your interaction with them. No. They don't. They rem remember, I mean, the, the narcissist, a narcissist will tell a therapist that the therapist is lucky to have them. Wow. Right? That you 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 you're you're yeah. fortunate that I spent the hour with you. Right? <laughs> so I can do your job. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you told the you you've helped them not a bit, but they've actually helped you figure out things. Right? Wow. So so uh, and that's with the therapist. So with someone that they already, so everybody is beneath them, but someone who loves them, right, is someone who actually the, the only glimpse of them being smart about anything is the fact that they love them. The only reason why they're worth anything is because the narcissist chose them. These, so, so they don't think there's anything toxic about the relationship, the only time that there's anything toxic is if you challenge him or her. That's where the that's when there's a problem, but the problem lies with you, not with the narcissist. Now, again, that's talking about somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. I'm talking about people who just have momentary, you know, traits. moments, traits, yeah, right? But but the individual who thinks they're that grand, they have there's if there is a problem in the relationship, it is it does not rest with them. And, and, and so you you you've never you're rarely, if ever, gonna see a narcissist with a healthy family dynamic. You just you're just gonna see chaos. Like if you go on the other side, if you do treatment for people that are dealing with narcissistic treatment disorders, you're actually gonna have more compassion. If you can get them to open up about their past, you're like, wow, you look at the chaos. Just think about it. Why would I be narcissistic if I could trust love? Mm -hmm. See, if I why, why would I control if I can trust love? They don't trust love. What is that? They usually have a narcissistic parent or a very chaotic background, mm -hmm. right? And they don't have a base. That's why they're insecure. You're insecure because you don't have security in your mother or your father or in a circumstance that you are enough. That's why everyone has to bow down. That's why everyone has to come to Kanye. That's why everyone has to say, you're great. Does that, does that make sense? If, you, if yeah. you're dealing in that, in that phase. And so when you look at the childhood, like, like I tell people, like, if you're dating, ask about that childhood. You know, if you're dating someone with narcissistic traits, a full-blown narcissistic uh, personality disorder, ask about their childhood because they just do not believe in, they can't attach. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can't trust love. What's love? 
What is that? I can't trust that. It's a foreign concept. So long as you're serving me and you're elevating me, and, and so the way they think is, so if I don't believe in love, what I do, and I'm on the other side, so let's deal with someone that knows they're narcissistic, right? They've been told this. They believe in cost-benefit. It's a cost-benefit analysis. Okay. See, we're in relationships because we love someone. I'll do something because I love them, right? And because I care for them, right? But if I'm just in a relationship for cost-benefit, I'm only in this relationship to get the most and you get the least. It's like a negotiation. I'm going to pick mm. someone that's going to pay a whole lot of money it's not negotiate so I can get the highest fee. Mm. And and narcissists usually date very talented women who who are uh, talented don't know it. So I'll get you to build my business. <laughs> or I'll get Oprah with low self-esteem to build me the, the Tyshawn <laughs> network, right? Wow. Right? You watch, they build it. I, women are watching this right now, that's me. And, and so I value you because you can build up everything for me. I make your value about what you can do for me. Right. And so they pick talent. They don't, they don't pick sorry women. They don't pick sorry men. They want someone they can control and do things for them so that their brand, uh, their podcast, their movie, their photography career, whatever, their, their, their degree can be written by her. Right. He mm. in school, but she writing all the papers. Right. But he picked her because she's good in school. Cost benefit analysis. I'm trying to get the most out of this relationship by giving you the least. I'm just going to give you a little bit, just enough so you can hold on and have hope. And don't break up with me. I'm gonna take you on one vacation in nine years. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh. I want to take yeah. it there real quick. Wait, hold, hold tight, hold tight. I know you're ready. Yeah. But guys, we are just uh 30 seconds away from this 30 minute mark. So guys, if you are watching us on the live stream on Facebook, we're getting ready to shut it down. So please make it over to YouTube right now and join the chat. Yes. Close to over 400 people in oh, the chat right now. People. It is 400. So shout out to over 400 people in the chat right Already. now. And guys, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget, you hit that like button. It's going to get out to as many people as possible. And uh, I want to do some yeah, shout guys, outs real quick. We need quick. 250 likes. It's only 123 likes, guys. Let's get us to 250 right now. Check this out. We had Lydia Weir. Shout out to Lydia. Lydia is in the UK, guys. She actually sent over Super Chat or uh, she says... Hey, Ryan, is there another way I can send money to you guys apart from the Super Chat? Lydia, absolutely. So this is the thing. We've been having, a, first of all, we run into a lot of people that know us. We're in the, the Chocolate City, too. Right. Now, what we found is that sometimes people do not like to donate via Super Chat. So if you check out the link in the bio, we got the description. description in the description, we got the Cash App and the PayPal. So real quick, we already had, shout out to Tawana. For, and it's all listen, all anonymous guys. I'm just gonna give her first name. I'm not gonna tell you how much she dropped, but she dropped some bangers. Yeah. Shout out to Tawana. <laughs> all she did was she dropped the, the cash app and she put a bunch of gems on it. So I guess that yes. means we dropping dropping gems. Dropping gems. Yeah. So Lydia, check out the cash app and the PayPal. We got you. That's much love. Thank you so much. And um, I wanna I wanna go there with it real quick because can we give our cash app? No, I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Hit, hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> this for the guys. You see me sweating. This for the AC and the soundproof. <laughs> Straight up. So I want to know this because when you describe this narcissist, they seem like somebody who themselves are above everyone and everything. So can they truly have a, a relationship with God? Like, what does that relationship mm. spiritually look like as a narcissist? That's a, that's a tough one. Right. I mean, first of all, God can do anything. God can do anything. All right. And and I've seen, I've, I've had a couple of clients and I tell them up front, I said, if you're bringing in for narcissism, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much my job is to actually train you 
how to identify their tactics and to be able to leave. I'm just gonna be honest. When they call, I'm dating and all my husband, I says, fix them, fix her. I'm like, okay, that's that's probably unlikely. But I will help you to see what's going on mm -hmm. and help you to be able to pivot and increase your presence so that you're able to have a conversation so you don't go to the next relationship doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. All right. That's 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 the main thing. Uh, but I've had a couple of clients that had narcissistic traits. Right. And, and when faced with losing everything, but they had the ability to have empathy. All right. So it's a couple it's a couple, a couple of different ways. All right. One, you have empathy. You just tend to be selfish. Right. And I've seen girlfriends and wives awaken to where um, I'm really going to leave. And then they do an evaluation. I'm really going to lose more than I have. And all these tactics are not working. It, it behooves me. My mom used to say that it would behoove you to, to behave. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm about to get a whooping. It would yeah. behoove you. <laughs> right. It would behoove me to stay in this relationship and make her happy sincerely. Otherwise, I'm going to be alone, separated from my children. I'm going to give up half of my income for someone I dearly care about. Right. So she, when she awakens, someone with traits is able to recognize in narcissistic ways and then and then transform into being more selfless. So the other person satisfied in a relationship, they can heal. Now, the other person, they may not sincerely feel it, but they can fake it. All right. Cost benefit. If I lose the person that's made me Oprah, I'm going down. I might need to give Oprah a raise. I might need to take her on a vacation a year. Mm. I might need to listen to her because once I lose this person, I've lost the base of me. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so when that happens, it's, um, it, it's an evaluation, but I think, I think someone that has a true encounter with God, um, anything can happen. Mm. But like Dr. Murray said, why do I need God if I'm God? Right. See that, and see that's, right. and, and the reason I'm even bringing it up is because, as you're describing this person, I'm I'm really trying to give the audience because it's likely we got over 400 people in here. Somebody's probably experiencing this, mm -hmm. and I want to give them some things to look for in different areas of their lives to notice these patterns across different aspects of the relationship for them to be able to identify if this is the case. Because everybody think that that's the case, but I really want them. To be able to understand it. Now, here's another one. I want to know what y'all think about this. I want to move to the next tactic because y'all went ahead and y'all did a great job on, on the gaslight. Y'all, y'all understand gaslight now, okay? We ain't gonna misuse that one no more. This next one here that we hear a lot, and a lot of the ladies have seen and experienced. I don't know if the fellas are experiencing this one as, as much, but the love bombing. Okay. Now the love bombing. Is this a technique? First of all, let's before I even go into it, can one of you guys define what love bombing is? Dr. Ashley, you hit the last one. Go ahead and sure. go ahead and pop us off. With you did this. a whole workshop on this, y'all. Oh, you did a whole workshop on this one. Okay. Okay. Let's talk okay. about it then. It's popular on social media, and people use the term without fully understanding it. But okay. um, love bombing is what happens in the beginning of the relationships when they're courting you, right? And it's really kind of inorganic how quickly things move along. Like they're already wanting you to meet their family. They're, you know, first dates, they want to go out of town on a trip. And they're already saying that you're the one for them. And they're making all these promises. Wow. It's like roses every day, like doing a whole lot to get you really invested in them and in the relationship. But it's still very inorganic. I don't know you very well. You know, we haven't had any arguments yet. I haven't met your family, but you want to do so much for me and, mm. and trying to get me really invested so that if it, you know, if and when things turn, I'm already kind of bought into what you presented to me in the beginning. I so it's, it. it's a way of kind of getting buy in from the other person mm. 
so that at the moment, you know, I start to gaslight or I start to manipulate or I start to lie, you're kind of like, but I know you're able to do these things, right? I, I know you were a good person in the beginning. I just want to get that back. So when you say buy-in, it's a way to get that person Invested. To give a bunch of them, like to fully invested mm -hmm. in the relationship so they can get more out of you earlier. Exactly. And and honestly, it's to get the other person to get convinced that this is their person. Okay. Right. I know this is my person because they're calling me every morning. They, they're doing all these things for me. They're buying me extravagant gifts. They're, you know, wanting to meet my family. They're calling me their husband. Da, 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 da. Like all these things that you wouldn't do in the first couple of months of meeting someone in, in a regular relationship, but they're doing so much to try and get you really invested in the relationship so that when things begin to turn, you won't be so easily to walk out. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of my hopeless romantics, they, you know, believe in, you know, love and first sight. And <laughs> yeah. it was just crazy. The first day we met, most we just was vibing. Okay. So, so those, so those yeah. people are most susceptible to a love bomber sure it's like when you talk to your friend like oh how did the date go with the guy you met online like oh my god that's that's the one that's my husband i'm convinced like you know we're building this life together like oh you just met him like, <laughs> how is that even possible so it's really a tactic to get the other person to buy in in a way that doesn't feel again organic dr it's tar said dr. Dr. dr tar said he knew that was gonna be his wife the first time he met her so he was he she already had me tagged brother you know, <laughs> you know I, I was looking up it's actually a term it's called like for people that are always chronically falling in love emophilia mm. right and so so they're just just addicted to the emotions of love oh my god could be. I know so they just create a scenario right yeah. and so he you know he or she will use that to, to their advantage it's desperation and i hope that those who are hopeless hopeless romantics don't take that the wrong way but oftentimes it screams of desperation mm -hmm. that can be on both sides so the the person who is doing the love bombing might be very desperate right they want to make sure that this person that they think is nice that could be the one isn't going to leave them once they start to you know, see the dirty underwear once they start to, you know, see some of the flaws in their character, mm. right? And so in, in order to make sure that that doesn't happen, because when likely they've had some failed situations in the past, I'm going to do an all out assault, you know, smother this person mm -hmm. so that they remember all those great things and won't leave me. That's mm -hmm. desperation on one end, but game recognizes game. The other side of the desperation is if I throw all of this out at somebody, I'm sorry, if I throw all this out at somebody, they're going to grab onto it because there's a level of desperation that they have too. Mm. And if I can see that, then I know that you're, you, when you're going to get a man like me who did all of that for you, mm. right? You're not going to get somebody else who did it. I, Bars. Right? <laughs> how, how do you avoid that though? Like, how do, how do you avoid being somebody in that position? Because women, I mean, just by nature, most women, especially women that are dating, they desire to love, be loved, have that relationship. So what do they need to do to protect themselves in, in, in that, from that situation or scenario? Right, well, well, one, just, just stay right there. Just Do you see how effective it is? I mean, do you see how women fall? Because have you ever met a narcissist who's, who's lacking in charisma? Usually their charisma is on 10. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. People listen to Trump, like, you gonna help our 
country. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened in uh, we saw what happened, but we still believe in even though with our own eyes, right. you made us question what we see, mm-hmm. right? That is not real, it's propaganda, it's the Democrats, it's the X, Y, and Z. <laughs> all right. And so they, they can sit there. There's nothing you can say. If you ever try to reason with someone, uh, they, they are full blown, they're gone, right? They're gone. And so what, what's what's interesting is uh, it, it's effective because it's giving them, like like what Yohansa said and Ashley said, it's giving them what they need. You had a huge void in your heart, and I'm I'm, I'm giving it to you, and I'm actually anticipating what your friends are going to say. That's how cold they are, right? Mm. Uh, girl, he's going to keep this up for two weeks. It's not going to last. I'm going to do it four weeks. I'm going to do mm. it six weeks. I'm going to do it eight weeks. Then I'm gonna pull back because then I'm really gonna have you, right? Then, I, then I've then I've now I've gotten you to to break up with your family. See, he's not that way. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna do it until they break, right? And now I have you. Now you're totally dependent upon me for your ego, for your mm-hmm. self-esteem. So how dare you make me? You make you disappointed me. Mm. That's the D word. I'm disappointed. Wow. I'm disappointed in you. I thought I thought you knew me better than that. You thought I'd be with this one just because we in the car together. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. right. They make them think, damn, I should never question. Maybe right. that is his cousin, even though they were kissing. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you just question and they break you down. You know who's the coldest love bomber? Who's that? A pimp. Right. Oh. A pimp is, I used to be on a task force for sexually exploited teens. Right? And I worked in community wow. mental health, so you're not really supposed to uh, I see Johansson actually looking at me. As a man, you're really not supposed to work with sexually exploited teen girls as a man. That's, that's a liability issue, right? And a power issue. But in community mental health, the only other therapist was, was there was a woman, and she went on maternity leave. So it was just me, and I got her whole caseload, all right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's a risk for you because they're looking think, for think some about love. Think about that. Love. Love. Yeah. Men have, have abused her. Mm-hmm. You have a, a position of power over her. You're asking her probably about very intimate sexual details mm-hmm. about what's happening to her body. That's a lot of work for a teen girl to do. Yeah, you know, trust is. and open up to a man, right? That's usually a referral in the private sector. But in community mental health, <laughs> you're just it. It is what it, it is. just is what it is, right? All right. And so what what these teen girls would do is they would tell me how the pimps came into their life, and they pick them up from school, get their hair done, get their nails, and they wouldn't touch them though. They wouldn't kiss them. They wouldn't proposition them. They wouldn't do anything because they were waiting on mom and dad to say, uh, all he wants is your money. 23 years old, coming up to the school, taking a 14-year-old out. Nah, he's giving them money. He's, 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 and she, he's finding out her history. He's, he's, anything that's a need, he's meeting it with no secondary gain at the time. I don't want anything from you because he just love me. He don't want anything. Then, then, I need you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Now, who was there to take care of you? When your own daddy didn't pay for your prom dress, who did that? When your brother needed that operation, who took care of you? All right, who got you and your girls' nails done? So they weaponize all that they. What so they love bomb. So they come in, they do it on purpose just to get you on their side, mm-hmm. so that you can be in. Mm-hmm. You can be all in, so that when it's time for conflict, there's a magic ratio, even in marital therapy, of seven to one. Seven good times for every one good time bonds you to your partner. It makes you feel like you have a positive perspective on a relationship. So if they know that, I'm going to start with seven to one. Eight to one, 15 to one, 20 to one. If I can stack the deck by treating you better than any man or every any woman has ever treated you, by the time I need something, I've already had psychological advantage. And another thing that they do during that period is they're gathering information about you. Mm-hmm. They're being, and, and a lot of times it's intrusive, understanding what your insecurities are, what you're worried about, what your fears are. 
while, you know, seemingly taking care of you and being interested in you and you're kind of sharing all these things. So they're just data gathering. Mm -hmm. And then later they use those things to manipulate you. Mm. Right. They know if you don't have a good sense of self-worth, they're going to start to challenge that. If they know that you don't feel worthy of things, they're going to start to challenge that. So they're using their uh, flattery to get more information for later down the line. And, and, so, and, and to add to that, and they in some cases, not necessarily with pimps, although definitely I'm sure this is the case with pimps, but just with relationships, they're feeding off of the the image and, and we'll be upfront about it. Right. So. I know you want a prince a, 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 a shining a prince of shining armor, a knight of shining armor. You want you want a prince. I'm trying to be that for you. You know, I want to I want to be I want to be the person. I know about that bad relationship. You don't have to worry about mm -hmm. that with me. I want to be that for you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, the fairy tale. You know, I'm thinking about Nita Baker's fairy tale song. I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm talking about that, but <laughs> right, they they're they're basically saying I'm going to make that fairy tale come true for you. And who doesn't want to hear that? But the, to the to the other question that you asked, what can you do about it? So while they're doing data gathering, you're not doing data gathering because you enjoy the flattery of it. Mm -hmm. You enjoy everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. You're missing any of the other things right. and seeing this person because you don't want you don't want there to be a, a, a chink in the armor, so to speak. You don't mm. you don't want to see the problems that your girlfriends are telling you are there. You don't want to see them so you're not even asking about them. You're not even questioning it, right? Because you don't want to pop the bubble. You don't want to look the gift horse in the mouth. You don't want to do any other things. But if you understand that that is a fairy tale, you will do those things. You will ask about the relationships. You'll ask you you you'll ask some questions. And if it seems like all of the failed relationships, because the, the other thing about dating, and I say this all the time. Nobody started dating you, just you. Nobody started dating in the you're the first person they ever dated, right? Mm. I mean, unless you're 13 or 14 right. or <laughs> right. 15, right? But when, well, when we're talking about adults, adults, somebody, somebody came before you. Adults, right? Right. People have been dating for a long time before they ever met you. And, and like, a lot of times we like to think that people show up as a blank slate. That's not the case. If When you start asking about their prior relationships, they are never at fault for anything that went down. That's a sign. Mm -hmm. you, you got to, because a, a real, a, a, a person who is really about taking responsibility will talk about the ways that they messed up some of the relationships. Most of the people that I know who have, ever, who have been divorced, yes, they were angry and they said all the terrible things about them. But after figuring that out, after, you know, after they got past the initial pain, they'll tell you all of the things that they messed up, the things that they should have done better, the things that they could have done differently, right? If Prince Charming never tells you about anything that he could have done differently or that he did wrong, red flag. red flag. It's a big red flag. You know, what I, that reminds me of when me and Ryan had um, a real estate company. Remember, we was hiring a salesperson. And it was yeah. that older brother that came in. Yeah. And I remember he was killing this interview. He was a charismatic brother. He was coming in telling us how much he was bought in. And he was ready for this. And this was perfect. It was close to him. And all the, like, the stars was aligning. But when it got to him talking about his past job, he literally was just almost trashing the job. He dogged him out. Talking about how they were wrong and they did this to him and they did this to him and they did that. And Ryan was really poking around at it. I remember I even thought Ryan was going too far. But Ryan was really staying. I mean, he I mean, is there anything you could have done? Different? 
<laughs> this brother was like, no, man, I did this. I gave him this. I gave him this many years. I did. And this brother found absolutely no fault. Yeah. And yeah, we, we didn't we didn't pick him up. Good. That was good. That was a good yeah. move. That was a good move. You, you asked what you know what you can do to protect yourself. Here's how uh, they have you locked in desperation. They try to separate you from your family and friends mm-hmm. early on. So I'm your only source mm-hmm. of validation. I'm your only conversation. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things you can protect yourself is you need to get other people, other people to give you uh evaluation of what's really going on. Right. right? So if I'm going to pull away from you, I'm going to have to draw into someone else to validate me. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to start secretly. Don't introduce that. I picked up friends. Don't introduce. I'm talking to new friends. If you go out, say you're going to dinner by yourself and then have your girlfriends or homeboys meet you up there. And then you say, hey, do you think what do you think about going on in this relationship? Do you think this is fair? Mm. Do you think this is just because it says in the Bible, plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. That's Proverbs mm. 15, 22. That means and there's a book called the, 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 um, the, the Wisdom of Crowds. The more people you talk to, the wiser you get. All right. Just, even if you disagree, it, make, it makes you wiser. I know I don't want to do that. So. First thing you can do is expand the amount of people who you're talking about. Have your own board of directors that gives you perspective of what's going on in that relationship versus just relying on the one person that you're dating. Mm -hmm. Two, write out and anticipate conversations. Anticipate manipulation. Mm -hmm. Anticipate it. Mm -hmm. All right, because what happens is there is a denial. No, he or she's going to do this. But if I say, hey, no, write out, if I gave you money, to write out how this is probably going to go and give you a million dollars if you're right, write it out. And once they write it out and they see that that person is performing to script, because, again, it's going to be more about them, all about them, or it's going to be love bombing up until a point just to, for the next ask. They love bomb and say, don't, don't go in now. Wait, wait, because after they love bomb, they're going to want something. Just wait for the ask. And then when that comes to, to, to fruition, then they're able to see how they're being used. That's how you get people out of manipulative and narcissistic relationships is that you raise their level of awareness and take them out of the fantasy land about what's happening. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen on Thursday, what's going to happen on Saturday, what's going to happen on Tuesday. So when eventually narcissists won't come in, I confronted him. He's not coming back. He don't know what he's talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I can't say, here's what, how's it going to play out? Wow. And then I say, watch it play out. Now tell me how you think what's going to happen. And then once they see it play out, that's when they begin to pivot. But you can't pivot until you pivot. Toward, so you can't leave attention and go back to desperation. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm in Montana and there's no black women, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm dating Nicki Minaj, right? And I know Nicki Minaj don't want me. What she want a doctor for, right? She, she, want, she want a rapper or whatnot. But if she say, hey, I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, you the one for me. I'm going to choose to believe it because I'm so desperate. Oh, you know <laughs> When's the next time? When's the next time she's going to come? But if I can anticipate the text, if I can anticipate, oh, I got to go. I'm going to the bathroom and she's out. She's gotten what she needed and she's gone. But if I can anticipate it, then I can I can start having friends or move from Montana so I'm not so desperate. Yo, you know what this reminds me of? It actually reminds me of a great book that I think everybody here should read. Um, Robert Greene, The Art of Seduction. And he talks about how really great seducers make the person they're seducing feel like they're a, pretty much a character in a movie. Mm. Like it plays out like a screenplay. And they're really controlling the narrative the whole time. And they like have this person literally on a string, emotionally, in awe at the whole experience, creating this level of 
um, spontaneity, this level of charm, this level of thought and care, all kind of putting it together so craftily in this way that this person probably never received, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, this is a person that they probably know has not received this. They asking you questions, they getting data. They knowing that your last boyfriend wasn't ish because that's what y'all talking about with your last boyfriend. <laughs> he didn't do this. He didn't do that. So now he knows the gap to fill. And now he's just literally playing into it and creating this reality. And then eventually pulls the rug right from up under you. Mm -hmm. And now he has complete leverage in a relationship uh -huh. is essentially what it is. And I, I, I just recommend everybody read that book because it's, it's just really good for you to kind of understand and just know the game. So when you in the screenplay and you in somebody else's movie, you know. <laughs> it's the awareness know? piece. And, and honestly, you have to know that you can also set the pace. It doesn't have to be the other person always deciding how often we're going to see each other, how long we're going to be on the phone, how soon I'm going to meet your child or whatever that is. You can make a decision. And there's usually a window of time where you kind of question, like, is this normal? Like, is this you know, am I being manipulated? There's usually a short window where you can kind of catch it. And if you're feeling that way, slow it down. Uh -huh. If it's real, if it's consistent, it will be there in six months. But you, you don't have to always give in to the other person's intentions. That's a good point. I think, who did we talk to? It was Mrs. Tart. Okay. <laughs> who said? And if y'all haven't seen that episode, Real, yes. real Housewives Teach Single Ladies the Game. Yes. Y'all got to check that episode going crazy right now. It was now. good. And one thing she talked about was hard boundaries she had when dating. Oh, yeah. And I think that's another thing that you can do right. to protect yeah. yourself. I mean, even, even as fellas, like even fellas, like because fellas, you, you can get, you know, you can move too fast, too. You could be hopeless romantic too. I know a lot of hopeless romantic fellas. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of them. My fellas always in a relationship, always got a woman. It's always ending bad. <laughs> you know, you know, and and you know, I, I stand up on this. You know, it's usually helpers. It's usually helpers. We're talking about women, but helpers are the one. Empaths are the mm -hmm. ones who are most susceptible uh, to relationships because sometimes as helpers, we don't we don't distinguish the work. We take the work home. I can fix you. All right. He knows what I'm talking about. I won't say her name. I was dating somebody at Michigan. I had no business dating this girl. But I said, I can fix her. I can fix her. Man. I guess I'm like, and, and, and me, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Girl, if you don't crack, she won't no crack. If you don't crack, girl, I can help you through crack. I can pray you through crack. We dating, man. My friend's like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, it's just getting murky and murky. But, bro, you're losing yourself. I was over the house helping a little brother, helping a little sister, helping out a mama, right? I was, I was basically daddy up in this piece, right? Mm. But I wanted to help so badly, right? And I love this girl strong, right? And I, I and I wanted to, so I part of my ego was being helpful. If I'm helpful, that makes me feel good. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. I forgot something. How are you gonna help me? Right. So I'm getting an argument. Like, what about me? You pop compromise fourteen times in a row. At what point do you compromise? And she said <laughs> something so deep. I never told you that was me. Mm. I never mm. said that was me. You came from me. Mm. You came over. You did these things. I never said I was gonna do that. Mm. All right. And you, you ever you ever looked at someone and, and you break down as a man? You think they're gonna break down, bro? I saw nothing. Mm. She was like, "Are you done? Or are you finished?" Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. This piece of and she's like, "You done? Savage." Mm. She could take me home. Yeah. Now. <laughs> That's the end. Woo. That's the end. Man, don't care man either. She was cold. I mean, she was cold. She was cold as ice. But but I didn't see it. I didn't see it because I was so busy trying to help.
Mm-hmm. I never thought about, is this relationship helpful for me too? Mm-hmm. Now, this is a personal question. Were y'all sexually engaged sexually? <laughs> I can affirm or deny that allegation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. okay, but that, I, okay. Why, why did you ask? Because, so so yeah. I, I asked because a, a lot of the manipulation tactics that we're speaking of, I think women are using those things and having men in the friend zone where they're providing this level of care. Some of them are even cooking, showing up to them, doing things with their family, being present around their friends, and they still maintain that, hey, he's a great guy. I love him to death, but he ain't getting none of this. Or, or if they, they'll weaponize sex. So to give it to you and take it away from you when they don't think you acting right, mm-hmm. like those kind of women like that, them cold ones especially, mm-hmm. you getting sex, you need teaspoon levels. But <laughs> when they want to, when they want a teaspoon, feed it. But I think the friend zone is even more of a recurrent, like more of a popular thing. And I, this is the thing: this is the women I'm talking about. They'll get these guys to spend copious amounts of money on them. No, basically, essentially take them on dates. Yeah. You know, do do spend hours on the phone and hours of attention and they will not move past and these guys are just standing around for the one day that they pray and hope that they're gonna get some you know, level of sexual we, attention. We, we, we didn't really talk nice about guy. that but that that a, a nice guy that is right. ma- that is manipulation too because especially at the highest levels those women will typically also give like certain like very low levels of sexual energy sometimes too like maybe if it's a light flirt here mm-hmm. and there they may go maybe far and say have suggestive or maybe even show you some like how does this look no. like do something yes. crazy or get you undressed really get in you. front of you yeah i had a woman that told me Come she on told me that um so she was basically said she said something like we friends or something like that i'm like cool she actually asked me to rub her feet and i'm like no you about to i'm about to take your ass home <laughs> and she was like manipulation tactics mm-hmm. oh i thought we was friends oh i thought you said this i thought you said that i have men that are my friends they rub my feet all the time and i believe that men will rub her feet mm-hmm. without getting that sexual attention and honestly the way she carried herself mm-hmm. it seemed like even when she was uh i later kind of put this together when she was expressing this levels of attention to me i'm pretty sure she thought i was about to be her next victim her next, her next guy them feet. that is going to rub them feet right. and get no sexual attention. So, I mean, what do y'all generally think about that? Because I think women don't accept that they can be manipulative in this way. Oh, the friend zone is manipulation. Well, or can be. So, so be. couple, a couple of things. One, I want to go back to. I think there's a very important point, and uh, Dr. Ashley kind of pointed it out too about kind of set, setting boundaries. You all talked about setting boundaries. The number one thing that people use to persuade for any in any way is reciprocity. We look for reciprocity. Everybody right. does, right? Mm-hmm. Even the the example of Barack Obama, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you this handshake, let you know I'm your friend because I know then you'll do something for me. Mm-hmm. The reciprocity is as me, me. Oh, Barack Obama's my friend. I do whatever, you, right? Right. So we always are looking for something, and what those what weighs on the scale is really determined partially on me saying what you know my value is what the thing is that I'm bringing and that what that what the value of it is mm-hmm. so if sex and sexual attention is real real high you don't get that right but you know I'll be your friend if you rub my feet like that's mm-hmm. 
that weighs the scale in that person's mind. Now, to you, friendship don't get a, a foot rub. Okay, absolutely so not. The, so the scale's not the scale's not there, right? But they're looking for some reciprocity. So when we talk about the love bombing, I'm giving you all of this because I'm expecting some reciprocity down the road in return. Mm. Doctor Tart was saying he was doing all this for his his lady friend because he was expecting some re reciprocity in return. And she was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. You ain't got to do it like that. You ain't got to do it all the time. You got to do it all the time. But, but I, I say all that to say it's, when we start dealing in this friendship area, sometimes people are actually trying to see how much they can put on the scale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it may, and it, it could, it can be manipulation, right? And people manipulate all the time. And, and I think it's important, actually, let me, pause that point we tend to talk about manipulation in this way that understandably is a negative thing but folks who mean no harm do manipulate manipulative tactics all the time mm. if, if any of your if anyone can say i did this to see what you'll do i did this to see what he would do that's a manipulative a manipulative tactic. That's a fact. Yeah. That's manipulation in and of itself. Now, did that make that person a horrible individual? No, not necessarily, right? It's putting something on the scale, right? And so I'm not saying that they're right to friend zone folks, but I think if they're holding folks at a distance, waiting to see how long this will last, putting some time in, saying, no, you're going to be a friend because you haven't put the time in. I know what you want, but that's way, that, that's that's heavy on the scale. You ain't put enough time in that, brother. You're still friend. I, I need to they, they, they take they accountability, are, okay, It's okay for them the to do that. Oh, that's they, a good poll. They're not taking that's accountability a good right poll. now. How many ladies have a brother right now in the friend zone? 100% of y'all. Can do. I please get a, can we single please? one of y'all got a man in the friend zone right My now? And, and, and they're saying... Oh, it's not manipulation if he chooses to stay around. If you oh, know wow. that he has sexual interest and his intent is to have sex with you and you continue to, uh, you know, put these little seeds and kind of carry him along, you, this thing, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but you have to be honest with yourself. You are manipulating this man. You know, like, and there's many I women that do that. Hey, hold on. I want to help one, the lady one second real quick. One second real quick, guys, <laughs> yeah. because we actually coming up on 60 minutes here. So I want to let y'all know, first of all, we're going to get some calls in really quickly. Okay, so this is actually about to go down right now. But I need, guys, I need the likes to get up before we take these calls in. I, I need to get to 300 likes. We got 530 people in here, guys. Let's get to 300 likes. When we get there, Lana, we'll start taking some calls. So please, guys, go ahead, close the chat, get the likes up right now, especially even if you're watching the pre-record. But go ahead. Uh, let me start the pot for because Dr. Ash is going to. You I, know I, I want to respond she, to that. She, she's coming <laughs> on the friend zone, all right? Can yes. I be a man? Let's do it. All right, so I have a lot of female friends. Okay. All right? And I get to see their Instagram private stories. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. All right? Yeah, and it's I like, I'm, I'm out at dinner with a dude I don't like, but I'm eating good. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Right at, at Beyonce wow. with this with this weak dude, right? Uh, but I got front row, right? right. The dude just the dude just does not know. And I'm like, oh, you wrong. And then that's in the picture eating shrimp, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I just want to stir the pot. And that and that and that women, there are women who manipulate, and that's why brothers are sensitive. Do you really like me, or you just like this meal? You just mm -hmm. like me being the plug in the club. Girl, he ugly, but he the plug to the club. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> love your attention. You got to finesse. Well, it, so yes, women can manipulate. I'm not going to say that we can't. However, if you are being upfront 
to be a manipulator, you have to have some type of roundabout way of getting what you want, right? It's, it's very self-serving. I have an agenda. I want you to do what I want you to do. And I'm going to go in a roundabout way and kind of get your buy-in to do that thing that I need you to do. And I'm not being straightforward about it. If I say that you are my friend and this is not going anywhere and you continue to make all these advances or, you know, buy my kids stuff or take me out to dinner or pay for a trip and you don't want any sex, that is your decision. That's not manipulation. Oh, my God. Is she one of them? <laughs> if you're honest, if you're honest about it and, and straightforward, now if you believe them or don't believe them, that's your fault. But if a person is honest and saying this is not going anywhere, but you want to continue to provide and do all these other things, that is your problem. Now, this is the thing. If a woman is straight up with a man and saying, hey, there's no way in hell you get any of this cat. And if you want to continue to do these things, that's up to you. And I'll accept it. Then that's cool. Absolutely. But women are not doing that. Well, yeah, and, th and that's what constitutes it being manipulation. Well, what Dr. Ashton did was, was set a, a strong boundary. Mm -hmm. She gave you that. She told you straight up. She did not manipulate. You said right. this. This is not going anywhere. Right. Right. This is like you buying a lottery ticket and you know it's point oh oh nothing, right? <laughs> but you keep buying a ticket. You don't have a right for a refund. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you to buy two hundred tickets. I didn't tell you to go buy me and my all my girlfriends drinks and sponsor my birthday mm -hmm. so they can say how great he is and for you to go in for a kiss because I still don't like you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't like you in the beginning. I told you up front. You decided to do this. Mm -hmm. I think that's a strong, I think that's a strong boundary because that is asking a lot. All right. It ain't no way in hell you're gonna get any, but you can stay on a date. You know, that's 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 a that's a lot to ask. So I think it's I think it's a, a, a boundary, but what and this is why I'm in the middle of this. <laughs> on the other side, we're not talking about because you're talking about am I dating a manipulator? Where I see the greatest manipulation is with women and professional athletes. Mm. Okay, well, 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 break that down. Professional break that down. athletes are the hunted. They are not the hunters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They are not the hunters. These are 18, 19, 21, 22-year-old men at the top of their game in sports, in entertainment, right? And, and, and guess how I can come up if I'm a woman, all right? Get that seed. Get right. that seed. But, but how do I come in, though? Every woman's going to want to have sex with me. How does that woman enter? How does she enter into a professional athlete's life? Because mm. every athlete is looking for someone who's trying to get a baby by them. How is it that this happens over and over again? No matter how many times we train them, I'll tell you this so cold. When I was working for the NBA, we brought in women and said, how would you, how would you game each one of these guys? And at the end of that session, the guys were like, man, we're defeated. There's no talk. There's no hope. Wow. There's no hope. They were breaking it down. So, so when like I, I would, this is back in the day when people went to college. If I was in college um, and you see older women, matter of fact, I'll take you to school. All right. Ohio State brought me in. Right. Our rival, Ohio State. We both we went to Morehouse and Michigan together. Right. <laughs> and they brought me in to help their athletes because the athletes kept getting manipulated by these women. They were having NCAA violations um, because these women were buying the men cars. The women. Right? These things are older women. They have means. And so the guys, this is before you had payments. They would buy the guy's cars. They would give the guy's money, but they would never, ever initiate sex. Very different. Damn. Never initiate sex. Wow. They would find out all about this guy's childhood, and they would play kind of that older sister, auntie, mother role. Oh, wow. Right? And they wait for something bad to happen, the player to get benched. Or they wait for an injury. Or they wait for a vulnerable moment, right? Or they'd say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to use contraception now. Got to use contraception. But then one time, they'd be like, no, we're not using it. 
right? Don't worry about it. We good. You good, right? And the whole time they were set up from the very beginning. Right. They were set up from the very beginning. Mm. And that's why you see very 19, 20, this level of sophistication is not the same. And so when we start talking about manipulation, moms, fathers have to talk to their sons, like, and we see this in middle school, high school. High school girls run their boyfriends. That yeah. boy does not have control Usually in middle school. Usually, women school. have leverage at that young in a relationship. Yeah, and so, and so a manipulative woman can take advantage of a guy that does not know how to set boundaries. And that's not something people talk about. But in high school and professional athletes in that game, you'll see most of the time the manipulation is, is happening uh, against the stereotype where the woman has full control. I, I think it's, wow. it, it can happen on such a regular occurrence on both sides. And of course, men manipulate too. They'll give you everything except for the commitment. And women yeah. will give you everything except for sex. But the reason I advise against women doing that, because I think it's a very dangerous situation to put themselves in. Because you can say all of these things. And at the end of the day, this man is spending money. He's spending time. He has a physical prowess and means to potentially hurt you and put you in a potentially violent situation. Should he just all of a sudden become unhappy? Mm -hmm. In addition to that, for women, if you maintain these relationships, they become addictive mm -hmm. because you can get these men to spend, like I said, money, time and attention on you. And then when you find a man that is potentially seriously interested in you and you interested in him, okay. he's going to see that you got all of these guys mm. following after you. And mm -hmm. no man likes that. No man likes a woman having a bunch of guys in the friend zone, having a woman getting resources and things like time and attention, like I said, from these guys. So I think it's just a very dangerous thing for women. We already know it's dangerous for men because they get these women pregnant and now they got to spend the rest of their life raising a kid with these some of these wild women. So, ladies, I know to you it may not be a big issue, but I would advise y'all to serious, seriously consider. Look at all of these friends. Think about when you do, do things for them, like, would you, would you? be in the bed with this dude overnight if the answer is no and you can't trust what that person might do overnight then that is probably not a man that you should continue to have in your life because i just really do think it's a very dangerous situation it's men that are not getting trained and developed and instructed and wise counsel from their fathers or their friends these men are very at emotionally any point, led emotionally led and they can emotionally unravel at any time so if you play with a man like that you open yourself to consequences that you really don't want to do men as well that man is what i'm tired player we've seen it happen before and here's what i want everybody to do by the way because if anybody wants to ask questions to the guests y'all can still send in super chats guys we will take all super chats we have a panel here of three amazing scholars. We got therapists, professors here, all at the table here. And all y'all got to do is send a super chat to ask. So go ahead and feel free to go about doing so. And in fact, guys, we still not at 300 likes. I want everybody to go ahead and get it there so we can get this thing popped off. I wasn't planning. Man, that was a really good touch with the um, the friend zone here. That was, that, that, that's some, I never considered that as manipulation but that's how we know it can happen in so many different ways and it can happen to men it can happen to women no one is safe and as a matter of fact you know what delano put the number up uh -oh. put the number right now because here's what we want to do y'all know no don't just call up here y'all the only people i want to call is if you think you might be dealing with a manipulative partner mm. if you think your partner might be manipulating you or you have or you are dealing with some manipulation and you want some game from the people at the table 
I want you to call up and give us your name, your location, and then access your question. If you do not want to give your name, if you want to stay anonymous, that is 100% fine as well. Because I know some of y'all in some real ratchet situations where we might need to keep you 100% anonymous. <laughs> we just got a super chat came in from Mira, by the way, while people calling in. She says, once you learn your worth, you no longer operate out of an instant. And speaking of me, no longer currently am focused on my North Star. In the past, I was honest. I never used any dude. Shout out to Mira. Shout out, shout out. And see, listen, we probably got, I think we got somebody here. Hello. Welcome, welcome to Hall Initiated. Hi. What's up? What's your name and your location? My name is Anissa Johnson. I am um, from Delaware. Um, I wanted to uh, ask how can you tell if um, someone, if so let's say your partner is in a, uh, let's say you and your partner are in an argument and you guys are heated about something and you say one thing and then the other person, um, sorry, um, <laughs> sorry. Come on now. Hopefully yeah. it's not the Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, not the Call for me, girl. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, let's listen. We want yeah, come help. on. Let's let's hit, let's hit a question. I'm sorry. The so let's say he did something, but um, let's say he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, right? Okay. But then, um, he un he doesn't really understand that. What if he flips the table and you say, well, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and then like says all these points and stuff like that. How can you, isn't that a form of gaslighting? Isn't that like manipulation? Like, especially like if you don't, you know, you don't have like, let's say you don't have like the backup, come back to come back at that. Hold on, wait, wait. Let, 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 me, let, let me summarize this because this is a confusing question right here. I want to make sure we got it. You're telling him, you're telling him, hey, this is not what you're doing. This is what I need in a relationship. And he says, no, this is not what you're doing in the relationship. And this is what I need. Is that is that correct? Somewhat like it's not one sided. It's just like, let's say you're trying to communicate, but it just turns into an argument. Okay. And um, then instead of like, well, let's say like I'm just like I'm not trying to attack him. But then he comes around and flips it back on me saying, like, I'm not doing what I need to be doing or whatever. And says all these uh, things when we're really we're trying to talk about what he's doing. OK, mm -hmm. OK, hold on. Let me, let me see if we who, who yeah. can help the sister out. So if I'll jump in and I'm sure everyone can add to this and he's being defensive, first of all, and most of the time. People are defensive when you are telling them something other than a compliment. Okay. That's unfortunately true. So he's being defensive and then he's deflecting, which is what not, that doesn't make it right. I'm just saying this is his way of maintaining some sense of control, maintaining some sense of, uh, of, of, of the, I, mean, I talked about reciprocity, but that also within that is also this notion for balance. So to, to main, to get the equilibrium back up, you, you're not about to tell me all the things I do wrong. You do that, 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 that. The conversation doesn't begin, doesn't end with me walking away saying, you know what, you're right. I do all those things wrong and you're perfect. Bye. That's not the way that most of the time those conversations are going to go. So what I think <clears throat> is going to be uh, how, what you're going to, how, how you're going to best benefit. 
is to make sure that the com- that the conversations remain specific to the particular action, not the individual, but the action that you're referring to, whatever that that one thing is. Be mindful not to try to pile on, right? right? You don't want to say you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this because now you about to get if you got five he got seven, right? That that's going to be the competition that you have, and if he's got any point with regard to the things that he comes back at you with, unless it, I, I I don't know necessarily if you want to run down that line, but you can always accept and then re- go back to the point. Got it. You know I accept. Okay, now can we go back to the point of this conversation and then I'm happy to have another conversation later once we resolve this one matter, then we can come back to the other one. And you can even say, you can set a time for it. You can set a date for it. Let's talk about that Thursday. Mm-hmm. But Wendy's, Wednesday's discussion is about this. Got so, and please that. add. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right on point and it's what, um, just to kind of normalize this, this happens a lot of times in couple discussions and arguments. And in therapy, we do just that. We, we say, we're going to talk about one thing at a time. Because ultimately, when, when someone feels attacked, their defenses do come up and they want to now put the light back on you. It's like you're saying, I'm doing all those things. You're doing all those things, right? Um, so there's not necessarily gaslighting. I know you asked, is that a form of gaslighting? Unless he's trying to tell you that what you're saying is not your reality, that, you know, whatever you're accusing him of, that's absolutely wrong and something's wrong with you. It's not necessarily gaslighting. It is a manipulation tactic just because he's trying to get the attention off of him and back onto you. Yeah, but it is ba- normal. It's, okay? it's a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's defensiveness backed up. Because if I can get you talking about what you're talking about, I can get away with whatever I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. here's the recipe. Uh, the best way to be the narcissist is to be a narcissist. All right. So healthy entitlement is the term that we use. So what you need to do is talk about me. Right. So this is where you have to stand up in this case. And as a, as a woman and say, hey, every time I talk about me, you keep talking about you. Let's keep this focus on me. Let's make mm-hmm. this first part all about me. And then we could talk about you. Now, last Tuesday. when you were outside and you were talking to that girl. Right. That's all we're going to talk about. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about. No. But when we talk about what about your cut? Like I said. We're only talking about me. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is what Ray J's wife did, right? You watch that, you're going to be able to see how to be able to do this. Every single time I mention what I want, you keep talking about what you want. Now, is this going to be about me or about you? How's this conversation going to go? Because if it's going to be about you bringing up what I do wrong every single time I ask you to take accountability, then this conversation is over. See, I'm controlling mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm also staying calm. Because if I can get you emotional, then I can rattle you. Emotion and narcissists are gifted at getting you upset. Because you get upset, you get all flustered, you don't mm-hmm. know your point, you go and flow. I'm sorry if that made you mad when I hugged your cousin, right? Instead of focusing on the main point. So stay calm and, and healthy entitlement, no matter what he says after each sentence. But we're talking about me and what happened on Tuesday. If you can't mm. talk about that, then uh, we don't need to have anything to say. And by the way, is your name, is your name Anissa? Uh, yes. Anissa, that was actually a really great question. I appreciate you for coming up here and being vulnerable and uh, giving that to the experts. Please make sure you join that membership because you just got put up on some game <laughs> and make sure you handle that I conversation. I am a part of the membership. Oh, well, look, okay. Anish, you an initiate. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the family. <laughs> 
But listen, we're going to go ahead and get some next callers. We enjoyed you. Great question, okay? Yes, thank you. Yes, much love, much love. Shout out to Chris Monroe, St. Louis, real black men in the building. Shout out to the fams. I stay woke. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We know Chris for a minute now. We do. I think we actually got somebody else on here. Hey, welcome to Harley Initiated. Yes. Yes, go ahead. Give me your name and your location. Want to stay anonymous, but oh. I wondered after dating a, a guy with the traits, or he may be actually a narcissist, is there help for them healing? He did have a broken childhood, and I believe there's help. Am I off track? Wow. Wow. Is there help for these narcissists? This is the question. Well, it depends. Uh, like we said earlier, if a person is truly a narcissist, um, that behavior or that character is pervasive. It's, it's not going to change. However, what I've seen um, sometimes in doing therapy work is that if things around them are falling apart, marriage is falling apart, kids don't want to talk to them, they're losing their jobs, they can find enough um, investment to try and make some changes. And honestly, they just have to be, if they're invested enough, be coached. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're going to be um, they're not going to be intuitively going to uh, be compassionate or be empathetic or going to care about your feelings. But they may be coached about every morning. I'm going to check in with my wife. Right. Or in the afternoon, if I notice this, this is what I'm going to do. So it's almost like a training to be compassionate and empathetic because it's not something they're going to naturally do. Mm. That sucks. What's just men, men, when they when we get ready to lose everything, is mm -hmm. when we finally want to step up to the plate and be better. They have to have something to lose mm. because they don't see people as people. They're all tools. Wow. Right. Wow. So if my tools aren't working and I'm not getting to my goal, I need to fix these tools. Wow. And, 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 and Dr. Ashley's being nice. She's mm -hmm. telling you like 5%, 10% right. of, of narcissists, but most narcissists' answer is no. Right. Wow. The answer right. is no. Matter fact, they don't have another woman about two days. Yeah. Right. To show you, hey, this is what you lost out on. So now you can compete to try mm -hmm. to get your spot back. They're going to have her doing what you you can do on purpose. Right. right. Mm -hmm. and, and so but I, but I, I'm trying to feel the spirit of the caller. Right. You could tell that she's in love with this guy. She's in love with this person. It's just not yeah. want to let go of them. Right. And so you two things you have to do. Uh, one, you have to predict what he's going to do. Right. One, he should want to get help himself. Mm -hmm. I sense that you want to get help for him more than he wants to get help for himself. Mm -hmm. Right. So you yeah. don't have the power play. And then two, this is where you have to have healthy entitlement. What's in it for you saving this man? Mm. All right. What's in it? Because even if you save him, is he going to be able to secure you? Is he able going to be the man that you need to be? Is he going to have empathy? Is he going to be able to be uh, daddy? Is mm. he going to be able to be the one that stands in the gap for you and, and sacrifices? Uh, is he going to be Barack Obama that now he's not president? He's he's taking care of the kids while Michelle is on his book tour. It's all about mm -hmm. her. Is he going to be able to do that? And so think about it. There's time. Um, there's your emotions. There's your heart. There, there's time. Uh, I saw someone and she, she was lamenting how much time she spent in a toxic relationship and it ruined her chances for marriage and it ruined her chances for other things that she wanted to do with her life. Right. And it took her five years to come to the level of awareness. But that five years you can't get back in that deep seated resentment mm -hmm. is what we're working on in treatment. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to what I want you to do is I want you to get around friends and say, I, I need you to have an agent. I need you to this is called self-distancing. I need you to be your mm -hmm. own agent and ask yourself, what's in it for me if I save this man? Now, if you can get reciprocity out of the relationship, then do it. 
if he wants you to help him and he wants to go to therapy, he wants to, to mm -hmm. work on his issues and you see him putting forth effort and you're surprised, mm -hmm. you have a chance. But if but if if you're the one putting pressure on him, it's, it's very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Man, great answer, yeah. man. I appreciate that. Anonymous caller, thank you so much for calling thank up. Thank you. No. Yes. Yes. Listen, make sure you join the initiates, join the family that we are here grooming, growing and building. And look, much love to you. Stay on here because we're going to be taking love. a few more. OK. Okay. Thank you. God bless. God bless God you bless. as well. And what we're going to do is I think we got time for about one more here. So we're going to let we, I, I hear them phone lines blowing up over there. And so yo, we, we gonna, hit, yo, the phone <laughs> is going crazy. So we're going to go ahead. Call, this is working on now. There we go. Hit the we're going to take. Hey, yo, we got to. Hello. What's up? Yes, you made it Hello? in. I'm talking to you. Yes, we hear you. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am blessed, highly favored, talking to you. What's your name and location? My name is Rochelle, and I'm from South Carolina. Rochelle from South Carolina. What's up? South What's Carolina. your question? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just have a concern, and I'm a little confused. Um, about my relationship that I'm in right now. I believe that, well, I was in, I believe that I was being manipulated. Um, I did decide to uh, leave the situation, but we still do talk on and off. Okay. Um, he actually told me at one point in time, about four months ago, that he was not uh, attracted to me. He wanted to have sex with other women and uh, he also has not been in love with me for years. We've been together for 11 years. And I just felt like for him to say something like that to me and think that we should stay together was ridiculous. So I told him he had to leave the house. Wow. He's now upset with me because he's out the house. But I'm like, I mean, if you want to have sex and entertain other women, what am I supposed to do? Okay, so I think, first of all, I think you already got the answer, but what's your question? Because this is, how can we help you here? Uh, my question really is, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing because a lot of my family is saying that I'm wrong and he should be here with me because we built this home together. Oh, so, so y'all got kids? Yes. Oh, how many kids y'all got? Two. Okay, y'all not married? Nope. Okay, so y'all been together 11 years. You're not married. You got two kids. He's having sex with you, wants to continue to have sex with you, but also wants to have sex with other women as well. Yep. Yes. Has, has he ever communicated that he wanted to marry you at all? Yes, he has. We've made plans of doing it, but... I was the one who kind of was like, no, I'm not sure yet. I want to wait because he's younger. So I wasn't sure if that was something that he really wanted to do. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and jump in. I don't know if y'all got enough information, but uh, that's, that, I just find it crazy that the family is actually backing my man here. Um, because I, I don't, and I don't know, because brothers like that, he could be like shiny and look nice from the outside. You know, I, I, mm. I'm not sure. Is he one of those brothers? Like, does he got a good yep, job? Is he respectful? Okay. You got it. <laughs> good, good talker, all of that good stuff. So easy to like everybody. The family kind of likes him, all that good stuff, huh? 
Yes, loves him. Okay, and behind closed doors, he want to smash other women and don't want to marry you. Okay, and right. And and said she that she's unattractive. Yes. Okay. Well, what, what we got here, guys? Well, well, well one, uh, this is common. Uh, it depends on your perception of men. If you believe all men cheat, right, and this man is going to stay with you and take care of the kids and going to be a provider, why would you get rid of him if all men cheat? Right. Mm -hmm. The family believes that. Why would you get rid of a, these boys father? They and, and she may have a history. You may have a history of your own family uh, emotionally neglecting you. Right. And so they're focusing yep. on the man versus focusing on her. Right. What about your happiness as a woman? They're just saying, what about your sons? What about your daughter? You're taking their father right. out of the home. Right. And so that's toxic di dynamics. The other piece, if you really want this man to come back, if you have any chance, any chance this man come back, you're going to have to get colder. All right. You're going to have to set strong boundaries. Like if you want to be here for your sons, if you want to be back in this house, you're going to have to change uh -huh. your tone. You're going to have to actually make me happy. You know, it's three qualities to a successful relationship. Mutual satisfaction, mutual investment and the quality of alternatives. Now, the first two make sense. I'm as happy as you are. It's mutual. We both trying to make this thing work. I'm making sacrifices. You're making sacrifices. And then the third one is if you can do better than me on your own, people will leave. But the chances of him doing better than you are slim to nil because you're the children's mother. Now, if he's attached to his sons, that's going to be to your benefit. If he's not, that's going to be a detriment. Mm. If he wants to be in the house with his sons, doing the holidays, being present, and all he has to do is make his woman happy, then give him a list of things that he can do to make you happy. You got to switch the balance and act and behave as if he's in the doghouse and say, if you want to come back, do these things consistently and then make sure he changes before he comes back home. Men listen. Men look at behavior. We don't listen to words. So make him behave differently until it becomes a habit and you have a new relationship and then you can switch. Uh, then you can switch the game. You know who did that? Who did that? Beyonce. Oh, hey, you want to cheat? Oh, you Jay-Z? You Jigga Man? Oh, you from the Marcy Project? This is what you do? You be with other women? Oh, you're not going to be with me. You're going to be just like your dad. You're going to be just like your dad. You're going to leave and your kids are going to see you walk out the door, right? And if you think I'm going to be single for 15 seconds, I love Mecca, but I would have put my hand in there. Hey, hey, Beyonce, I don't have them problems. Call me, right? And so would every other man. She would have done the same thing for Usher, okay? But here's what I'm saying. She switched the game. If you want to be Jay-Z and be the family man and be a better father than your father and be there for your children instead of an absent dad, you're going to have to stop these elevator things. You're going to, have to stop all this cheating that you've been doing since you're probably 15 years old as a rapper. And you're going to have to be a family man and look and see where it changed. Same thing. Uh, Keisha did the same thing with Gucci Man. All right. You're going to get your mental health medication. You're going to take that ice cream off your face, ice cream cone off your face. You're going to do your medication. We're going to come back. We're going to build this brand together. Does that make sense? So you have to a strong line. Use Beyonce and Keisha and what they did that the only way this works is going to have to be a new marriage, a new relationship that works equally for me than it does for you. It's not going to be all about you. And it's really important okay. to decide for yourself what you want here. And certainly don't hold on to the relationship because of the family's investment. You have to live this life. Right. So there's going to be a lot yeah. of healing for you because don't mistake it. That, that sounds like emotional abuse. Him cutting you down, saying he doesn't want to be loyal, saying he wants to do other things. There's so much to process through that. So certainly if you if you are invested in keeping the relationship, certainly, you know, set some boundaries, have some expectations and see how motivated he is to do those things. 
Um, however, if you're checked out and you realize, you know, I want to be with someone else or I want to do better, then it's okay to exit that and, and certainly don't do it um, for your family. And last, and, last thing, are okay. you dating other people? I'm, I'm talking to someone. But I need I need you to date. No, you still you still have place with this man, and you should. But I need you to date other people because mm -hmm. if, if he's still in your heart and you have no options, then all of your options are focused on him, and then your your family's going to win out. That's why you're trying to decide right now. You need to date other yeah. men. He said he doesn't want to be with you. He said he's not attracted to you. That was a lie, trying to break you down. But go see other men right. looking at you. Right? Your sons can yeah. have your sons can have a Russell Wilson. Right. You don't Correct. have to sit there and play with future. You know, no disrespect future. He's never said he wanted to be loyal. Right. He's not dishonest. Right. right. So go get you a Russell Wilson. All right. And let him come to the door and then your sons are being taken care of. And then they can have two fathers and you can have a husband who's doting and loving. And then your family's like you played your cards right. Absolutely. Well, can can we unpack it. that that unattractive part? How he said she was unattractive? Because there's a lot of people going crazy in the comments about that. Is that just a manipulation tactic? Or, you know, could there be some truth there? Like, what's the but, situation? I, I, I was say, how do you know that's not true? Like, how do you know he doesn't genuinely... You, you really think well, he, wants to, that he wants to... Go ahead, Ashley. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking at some point he was attracted to her. I mean, right. you have two kids with her. You've been with her for 11 years. He said he and wants it, to and still and want to be with her. He still wants to have sex with her. Right. And it, it may be his truth that he's not attracted to her right now. Right. right. And people think, you know, I'm being honest. That's good to be honest. But there's brutal honesty. And mm. you, you know what you're doing. You're right. trying to hurt me. There's no reason to say that. So I just think it's, again, emotional abuse that that he's, you know, he has an agenda there. You know, he's trying to break you down or trying to maybe uh, make you OK with him doing something else because he's not attracted to you anymore. So um, certainly I, I'd be curious about that. Yeah, I would I would argue that you've been trying to break up with this guy for five and a half years out of 11 you he wants he says he wants to marry you you say no you're too young you don't know what you're doing right you got somebody yeah. that you're talking to right now right your family's yeah. the one, the fa your family's trying to tell you to stick with him but you you're mad at them for taking this taking his side you don't think that you're wrong you just wish that they would back you right you want out if you want yeah, out and you want and you want the three of us or the five of us excuse me to tell you that you could get out get out but you don't need us to tell you, and you don't need your family to tell you. You know how you feel, and, and I'm 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 being as as direct as I possibly can here. You know exactly how you feel. You don't want to you don't want to hurt your your sons or your, I don't know if you're both sons or your, your children. I understand that 100. But how much longer are you going to be in a relationship that you've been trying to get out of? Mm. And the best gift you can give your kids is a happy marriage. Right. They're not going to benefit from mom being you know insecure or depressed or abused none of that right right so so to be able to have a healthy relationship whether it's the person that you're talking to now or someone down the line is much better for the kids moving forward than staying in a relationship that you don't want to be in yeah if that know, is the case and, and just know what he's doing so if you think you're unattractive you're not going to date why would you date to get rejected mm. all right he doesn't want to see you with another man right mm. because the last thing he wants is another man being with you and him coming to the house and that man lives in your house and he's moved you into his bigger house that he can never provide for you. That's his worst nightmare. Ooh. So he needs to make you think that that's what the chat picked up on, yeah. right? He's making, he's breaking you down. Since this mm -hmm. ain't gonna work, you don't want me anymore, right? And you, you're gonna leave me anyway. So let me leave you before you leave me. Right. So hold on, wait one second, Rochelle. Thank you so much for bringing us this question here. I hope you got some game because man, yeah. that was- hey, That man should go on a date with, get that man attention. He's a good right, man. Right. Give him attention <laughs> and let him come to the door. Let him open the door and see 
uh, the new man there with your boys uh, playing Monopoly on Friday night. Oh, let, let go ahead. Just don't make sure. Just don't make sure you dating a different version of the same brother. All right. right. Please do me that favor. Right. Man, so have a blessed day. They, they YouTube, left out. Man, I felt so left out. I felt so left out without without my headphones. I know, man. Hey, y'all's getting spicy. Yeah, this is why we got to get the super chat. We got to get Ryan some headphones, y'all. Right, right. <laughs> we need some super chats to get Ryan some headphones. We only got five on the set. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. We're gonna take care of that guy. Check this out. Ladies only. We dropped that poll. Y'all remember that? We got 180 votes on the poll. So the poll is going bananas right now. Ladies only. Do you have a male friend in the friend zone? And you know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge the 52% that says no, because we all know that's not true. But 43% <laughs> of women says yes. So I would say at least half the women are saying they got some guy in the friend. 5% put depends on who you ask. Right. 5% put depends on who you ask. And I see, this is the thing. I do understand that because those guys, they are nice. And they're not going to give you no pushback. They're not going to hold you to no level of accountability. And it can be addictive. I mean, who doesn't like to receive free things? Right. All of us like it. The thing is, and I've experienced this, especially with beautiful women. And these are women that are beautiful both from yes. the inside and outside. When they have become accustomed to having all of these guys in the friend zone, and one, they can't distinguish the difference between a gentleman and a nice guy. Right. Mm -hmm. They can't distinguish the difference. And when they get a gentleman who decide like me, who decides to hold them accountable for some of the BS that they try to pull, they don't know how to react to it. Yeah. And I'm hard on that. So if you come at me a certain way, I'm not I, I'm I'm not even going there with you. And I'm not going to even continue to give you another opportunity because it's already set in stone that this is how you operate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times these women later come back and they like, hey, why was you so adamant about this? Why was you so hard about this? Or what 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 it was? And it's their attitude, they have become so accustomed to being in a relationship where there's absolutely no accountability and you finally get somebody who shows you or who expresses that they're going to hold you accountable, which is expressing that if you, if a man sits a woman down and tells them, uh, tells her about the issue or concern that he's having, then that man really cares about Because there's a lot of things that women do that if I don't care about them, I could care less. Mm -hmm. They said this, they said that, that's all right. I'm going to get what I want, she's going to leave and then she's going to come back. But if a man takes his time and expresses himself in this way, you have to be prepared and be accustomed to knowing how to respond to that. So I just think that it's just a very dangerous thing, very dangerous grooming that a woman does to herself when she is so receptive to these type of relationships. And the amount of guys who are willing to just be nice guys and get stepped on is incredible. And, and hey, you know, I'm I'm going to add to this too because I actually have a testimony. I remember this was probably back in like, when I just got out of high school, beautiful girl, beautiful. And I don't really have problems with girls, but this one was like real beautiful. Well, I even doubted myself. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can get this one. So I even came at her a little different. Mm -hmm. I kind of came at her a little too friendly, okay. a little bit more friendly than I normally would. Okay. Just because I almost felt like she was out of my league, a little older, kind of had a life together a little bit. And I'm still young and scrappy out of high school. And I remember she made this statement, and this is like a legendary statement. Because we were talking on the phone, you know, basic friend zone guy was. He said, man, Ty, you so cool, man. You got, I, I already see where you going. She said, I'm going to be honest. She said, I swear to God, she said this. And she was probably only 21 at the time. She said, if I get 30 and I still ain't married, I'm going to come back and get you. I swear to God, she said this. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, she said that. 
And you know, I was no, no, no. I promise she said that, and I don't even know if she knew what she was saying at that time, but she just kind of blurted that out. And I remember when she said that. That's when the light bulb went off for me. And I don't know about psychology and friend zone and all this. I just knew that this one right. And I told one of my OGs what had happened because I just knew that was wrong. He was like, oh, bruh. And then he looked at me with disgust. He was like, oh, bruh. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And let me tell you what he told me. I don't know if this this dark psychology. He said, you know what you got to do to get up out of that one? I said, what's that? He said, bro, when a woman do you like that, the first thing you got to do, you got to date a friend. I knew it. I, I knew, knew it. I knew that. That's yeah. the first thing you got to do. He said, you got to date her closest friend. I ain't think you're going to use the word I date. I said, wow. I said, that's what I got to do. Damn sure what I did. Mm. Damn sure what I did. And it sure did come up out of her. Manipulation all the wow. It sure did come up out of her. As soon as she saw me put, as soon as she saw it happening, as soon as she saw us going back and forth, going out, doing this and that, saw her call my phone. How you dating so-and-so? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you ain't telling me you was dating so-and-so? Yeah, well, I mean, why you care? Mm. Like, what's what's the matter? Yeah. So, fellas, mm. word of advice. Now, now is that manipulation? Yes, yeah, it is. That's manipulation. Absolutely. Think, think about, think about it. The friend was, 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 was very attractive. Well, yeah, but but if the very attractive friend is watching this, she's not very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You so, right. it's manipulation. I mean, did it get, did it, did, did you end up exacting the revenge you wanted? Yes. But ultimately <laughs> it is, it's manipulation. I mean, I did, but I, but as I said, I was some ago, everybody's does some Prone level that. of manipulation. Sure. And so we, we all do. And you were young girl. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I imagine that you would not do that now. No. Nah, nah, right. Nah, nah, nah. So, I mean, and she would. <laughs> <Let me out. laughs> I'm not going to be in nobody's right, friend zone. He's a winner though. He's a winner. And she won't do that to another person now. Yeah. Right. You're right. So, 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 we during those years is when we start to learn the things that we have to learn. Um, so so that's not and that's not a judgment on you. It's just an answer to your question. Was it manipulation? And manipulation yes. can be good or bad. Quite honestly, I, we talk about the bad manipulation where we're trying to get. Well, either way, it's still self serving. But you may be complimenting so much, like, "Oh, you're such a good friend. You're always available. You're always doing so much for me." Just so that person can continue to be a good friend, always mm. available, always doing so much for you. So. Manipulation is really just positioning someone to do something that serves you. Yeah. Wow. So I think we're all prone to do that at times, whether it's mm-hmm. um, positively motivated or negative. And keep in mind, so folk also don't want to hurt folks, right? So they, they so so sometimes a person is trying to find a nice way to let you down. They're trying to find a nice way to reject your advance. Right. They're trying to they 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 like you as a person, but at this point in time, they're either not. They either don't see you in that in that relationship way, or they're not ready for a relationship, which is which a lot of times people who are not ready for a relationship can't voice that. Right? They can't mm. say that. They don't they 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 haven't fully come to recognize it because they're out there still searching, right? So if I'm out there still dating, then I kind of want a relationship. But if I'm out there still dating, I'm not ready right now. 
Mm. It could change in six months. It could change in four months. I'm not about to throw away an opportunity with somebody if my if my level of readiness could change, but they may not be able to communicate that effectively. And so keeping you at friend, my while you don't like that, might really not be a, a way of manipulating, but just saying, okay, I'm not ready for what this dude is bringing right now. Yeah. I may be ready down the road. Now she had a, a date at what, 30, but you know, she probably would change her mind a little sooner than that. But, <laughs> you know, but like, where is she oh, now? Well, I wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't suggest that anybody wait, right? Nobody like it. It's, it's, life is like, you know, you, I don't know if you guys remember those choose your own adventures books. Yeah. Back in the day, right. And so, you can choose your own adventure just like she cho chose her own adventure. I think the advice, while it's great that Ryan is giving about women don't put men in friend zone, I think the other piece of advice is men don't get stuck in friend there zone. There we go. Yeah. Mm, there right? we go. Women yeah. don't like men who are too nice. That's so they true. What, what security is that? That's, what security is it? Give me this, Dr. Tom. What's too nice? Can, can you give me? Because guys might not even know that they're this guy. Okay, mm -hmm. what does the nice guy look like? What are some of his traits? What are some things he might do? Kind of paint this picture. Mm. Go Picasso real quick. We, we, it's, it's the flip side. You don't have enough presence to handle me. All right, and you're so nice and, and you're kind. And, and from a guy's standpoint, you're thinking this is what a woman wants. Yeah. Right, and so this is like a delicate balance. You want to be a nice guy, but when you're too nice, and, uh, and Dr. Ashley has just, just represent for the ladies, I think it's unattractive. Yeah. How are you going to be daddy? How are you going to be my daddy, my dominant Zaddy, forget that. <laughs> How you gonna be zaddy? How you when I when I'm out the box with you? When I'm when I'm going left with you? If you if you can't contain me, you can't have the composure to to structure me. I don't mean control me. I don't mean abuse me. But if you can't show leadership in the relationship to allow me to feel safe, like a healthy father would, to say no, you can't go out tonight. It's a gangster party. You can't go out tonight, <laughs> right? Um, and so I think when you're too nice. You, you don't have the presence to be able to allow her to be able to see you as someone she can feel secure with. Mm. Right. And so I don't I don't really think that. And I wouldn't. I don't think she was really insulting you. What she was really saying is that you have something for yourself. There's an age dynamic that's different. Right. You're cute. You're a nice guy. And when I when I when you get 30, our age dynamics would be different and we're going to be on the same level. But mm. right now you came in friend going, friend going, you're the really nice. But she really wants the guy that. It is is uh I hate to use this word more. I don't, I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say. It. No, I know what you want to say. So you, I know told, what you want to say. He's assertive. He's it, alpha. He's but a it's leader. Different ways because that's toxic. But I'm saying she wants the guy who's confident. That's what I should say. She's go. gonna yeah, want the guy who's confident, even if you're younger and you step confident, mm -hmm. right? To be able to see um that there's a power dynamic that would allow me to be able to have even dynamics. Because I would agree. I I, I didn't. I typically have a ton of confidence when I approach. I did not approach her with that's the same hard. confidence. That's hard. Three, three years up, man. I did that's not hard, approach man. her with the same confidence. And, and you all. said it though. You said, if I'm if I'm if I'm honest about it, she was out of my league. Right. Yep. Like right. She picks up on that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I want to get before you go. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, in in terms of let's just kind of flip it a little bit. The friend zone person could also be manipulating. If someone, if you know that this person is not interested in you, is not going to give you anything, but you're going to be so nice and so available and, and giving them all this stuff to try and lure them in, you're trying to see, like, can I change their mind? Absolutely. Can I make myself more attractive? Can I outdo the other people that they're dating? So it's also manipulation on their side. Absolutely. No, but to that point, yeah. right? We're, 
men are taught oftentimes hang in there. Stay the course. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so 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 right. right? If, if, if she's exactly if she's really worth it, you know, <laughs> hold on. Just, don't 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 let, let her know you're there. Just, just, just keep being there, right? Because you're gonna be that dude, did you like that? That's terrible, right? It's, oh God, I'm about to date myself big time. But right, I said Anita Baker before Gladys Knight. Um, if you know, if I was your woman, you treated and he um he tear you down, darling. Said you nothing at all. I'm here if you fall. That's what men are taught all the time. Be there if she falls. Be there when that dude don't treat her right. Be the guy that she can put a put a shoulder on, put a head on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. She'll come around. So a whole lot of dudes are saying, you know what? I'll be, I'll be in the friend zone until I get to the end zone. That's responsible, man. But it's like it, part of it is you hang in there. Like how many married men tell you chase stories about their wife? She yeah. wasn't really feeling me, so I had to do this. Then I had mm-hmm. to escalate. Then I had to do this. You know, I, I no, no. So, so it's a distinct difference between continuing to pursue a woman romantically and you expressing interest and just doing things for her and giving her things after she's telling you like no 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 because it's, the, the it's french known guy is not romantically like uh pursuing this woman he's actually in a like he's it's really deception he's acting as someone he's really not he's he's actually hiding his intentions exactly. he's not honest enough to be who he is because he's not confident enough and what is that <laughs> manipulation well, yeah, we call it taking Right, that word changed when I came up because we was using the different, but I am not a doctor, but I study the game. Okay, oh, yes. because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't one of these suckers out here. So for <laughs> all the men, for all the men that are listening to this, <laughs> you need to go ahead and cop no more Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover, mm-hmm. and he's gonna break this down. The key thing is boundaries and women love to test boundaries. It's not, they not necessarily doing it consciously. A lot of times it's subconscious. Women like instruction. They like community. They like to know that they can depend on somebody to get them straightened out and to get them straightened up when they need it and when it's appropriate. And if, for example, if you decide to go out on a date and you're concerned about what this woman likes, what this woman wants to do, what this woman want to listen to, you are already in the wrong zone. You are being the nice guy because it's not about what the woman wants, what the woman's likes. It's about making sure that she's covered and protected during that experience and that she's getting to know you. So if you go about going about asking a woman all these different questions instead of actually giving her the opportunity to experience you, then that's going to let you know. It's a key indicator that you might be a nice guy and women don't like nice guys, right? Yeah. I don't know about that because you know um you want to impress your woman so if you if, if, if it's a good woman other men see her and i'm i'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't do nice things dr Tarrant, but i'm saying first off if i go on a date with dr ashley mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and i don't know dr ashley left from right okay so why would i be asking her what type of music she want to listen to when she riding in my car what type of restaurant she want to go to she's going out on a date with me to experience me not to get a duplicate of her and I think that's something that men don't understand. Now, assuming the relationship advances, of course, I'm going to get to know what she likes. Of course, I'm going to see what type of food she likes because I'm getting to know her and I can throw in those different things that show, hey, I'm taking an effort to get to know you and to show you that I can also get into some of the things that you like. But it's the initial. These guys don't even get to that point. You see, it's about safety. See, what you're talking about is safety. 
All right. And so what you're unmasking is something that men uh, don't want to admit is that we're actually more prone to be hurt in relationships than women because we assume we're going to be the one doing the hurting. And when you're the one that hurts me, when you're the one that wrongs me, that that is a, a sucker punch I didn't see coming, right? Mm -hmm. And so we remember that. Like we remember the girl that broke up with us in third grade. Yeah. Like Lil Wayne still talking about that girl. Terry Owens still talking about the girl that broke up with him in fifth grade and why they don't like women, why they don't trust women, because we're super sensitive to that. So when we look at like psychology and Maslow's hierarchy of needs, before you can have love, you have to have safety. Yes. Right? right. And so what we're really talking about is men and women can be hurt. Men and women can be used. Really good guys and really good girl women can be hurt. And so when we are hurt enough, right, and we put it out there, the first thing we have to do is just make sure that someone's safe. All right. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go into a dating situation not trying to impress uh, your future wife. I would first, before I took on a date, make sure she's safe. So that when I start dating her, you're getting a full, you're getting a full experience. I do want to know what your favorite song is, your favorite restaurant. I'm trying to be into you. You need to also be into what's Correct. my favorite thing, too. And men won't tell you. We want you to switch gears somewhere in the dating process and be like, no, I got this date. Let's, let's do something that you like. It's not all about me. You want to go hear some live music? Turn the car around. We don't have to go eat. I, I picked the restaurant. It's on my card. And we're going to go do something you like because this relationship is also about you, not you just impressing me. So make sure there's safety, guys, safety women, before you get in a relationship. Otherwise, you're going to protect yourself. Because I feel right. I was in. A, I, had a, I had a woman that did me so cold. I was in the line at the compound. We're talking about dating ourselves at the club in Atlanta. The club. Compound. I you used, used to go to the Listson, man, Johansi knows me. All right. So, so, um, so I, um, I broke up with this girl and, and I tried and she, and she had broken me down, man. She had making me feel like I was unattractive. I was like, I, I've been, I've been attracted my whole life. Maybe you, you do lose it. I'm in line. This girl's like, you know what? Um, you look nice. First thing that came to my mind, you just want me to buy your way into the club. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Cause I was still in a position of pain from the past relationship. Mm -hmm. All right. And then when, and when she said that, I was like, Oh, you just want me to pay for you in the club. And she looked at me so you crazy. Said that? I did it. I did. Oh, wow. I, said, wow. I, said, I said, I said, what's that compliment cost me? Mm. What's that compliment cost me? And she and her girls looked at me. So, you know, someone looked at you so crazy, you know, you have mental health issues. <laughs> right? She looked at me and she was like, bro, you know, nobody, I got my own money. We are, we are already getting in free. We in the free line. We already getting money. <laughs> What are you talking about? And I was like, damn, I'm still traumatized. It wasn't time for me to date because I was still in a position of pain, right? And it took me time to realize that, hey, I haven't lost it. Women still find me attractive. And that's because you're in a relationship. Someone can really break you down. And God forbid it's your mom or dad. Mm -hmm. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Looking for me, this is just a girl, yeah. right? a girlfriend, right? And so when we start talking about that, you have to recover and, and get validation, recover yourself, and then step back into a relationship. If I can just say one, this so much of this is about goes back to this issue of reciprocity, and and I think it's important that the person you're dating gets to know you, but I don't think that you should uh, not get to know that person because if you are a nice guy, right? If you are a nice guy, and then you decide to act like you're not, mm. that's not who you really are. That's true. Anyone. Right? You're not that's, that, that's not genuine. It's that's manipulation. So, if you are a nice guy, what you can do, going back to the specific example, right, is what would you like to listen to? Okay, cool. I want I want you to hear this song though too, okay? What do you like? A word? Okay, I like this. And so, you can you can get some and give some, right? The give and take happening at the same time. 
so that you're not feeling as if, you know, I got to, you know, not give any part of myself to this person or I'm, I, I ain't trying to know nothing about her. She got to know me. None of that. If that's not genuine, right, then, then who are you impressing her with? You're not impressing her with yourself. You're impressing her with this character that you think is impressive. Mm. Exactly. You know hey, what, listen, y'all can take that on the date if y'all want to. <laughs> now y'all gonna see what happens. I, I'm gonna tell. No, I'm gonna tell you though that 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 actually is the is is a lot of what you describe as how the red pill community kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. Is because it's dudes that mm-hmm. got hurt so Facts. bad by women that they knew that whoever they was wasn't working, so they had to be somebody else real quick, even if it wasn't real. Like they had to just throw on a mask. And I'd rather be, if it ain't even me, I'd rather be somebody else because what I'm doing, who I am, is not working. And it was all and, But no, you're 100%. It's not internal. None of the work is internal. Mm-hmm. It's all tactical. No, I don't, I don't, but, I don't but, mean fake like, I, and I'll defer, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean fake like um, it didn't happen to them. Social media perception. Right. And so they're seeing um, they're seeing women saying, you know, if you're not six feet with a six pack making six figures, if you're not doing this, if you're not attractive, I don't want you. Yeah. Right. And then good men are like, hold up. Right. Like, what was it about the bus driver? The comment. Right. Right. Real, right. And so men are like, whoa. So because I'm a blue collar man, I have to remind women about love. I got to remind women about compatibility. I have to remind women. So because I'm not making this, we can't be in love. We can't be in L.O.V.E. because of income. I have to remind a woman of this. Oh, I'm upset. But in reality, if you start actually talking to women, you will find that the majority of women disagree with that. It might be some immaturity, right? But the majority of women, especially those that get married, like, no, I want a good man. You taking it too far. My job as Michelle is actually to create a Barack. I met Barack at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? Not at the bottom, but I read this brother mm-hmm. when I was carrying. I was carrying the weight in a relationship. I, he's the president because I'm his wife. Right. Steph Curry is doing better at basketball because Aisha said, I think you need to step your game up and get a trainer. Mm. Right? And so every man will tell you that the wife is the diamond maker. She's the one that's behind the scenes saying, baby, you should do this. And that's why married men tend to be happier, healthier, and wealthier because they picked a woman that wanted to support an ambitious man and build him. And that's why you see successful men say, oh, before I get this award, I want to thank my wife. Because <laughs> of her, I wouldn't be here. They ain't lying. Mm. They're not lying, but you have to pick the right one. Because otherwise, you pick the wrong one, you're gonna get dogged out. You're gonna be on the ground. You're gonna be down bad. But if you pick the right one, you're gonna be built up and you're gonna be a leader. Tennis players don't have basketball wives. You got to play your position. <laughs> but I'm just saying, right? I mean, like something. something. If you're going. If you, if you got to pretend to be somebody to go after somebody that wants somebody that don't mm. look like the somebody that you are, mm. you're playing out of position. Damn. That's a really good. You're right. Right. I mean, a whole lot of, a lot of, a lot of brothers, you know, I'm, I'm going back to what you said earlier. You, you thought the sister was out of your league. Yeah. A whole lot of brothers trying to play out of their league and then get mad. Yeah. And get, get upset when they get benched. Now I'm not saying that the sisters that you're going after are out of your league. I don't. I'm sure that's not the case. Oh, I'm sure bro. that's not the case. No, that, that, I'm that's just, not even the concern. I'm just saying when you talk about the the the, the red pill guys, and you talk about these folks who show up on Instagram crying about you know who they were after. Come on, some maybe maybe the person that you need to be after is more like you, and the person that you're after is less like you, so they're not going to appreciate who you are. But there's somebody out there who will. 
they they they're blowing up these uh, paying attention to this show they're blowing up the show they're they're out there and we and there's a whole lot of brothers shooting after folks who look like something that they think they ought to have mm. and, and it's not even and 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 and, and, and they're going to end up with heartbreak but actually they dodged the bullet you want to peel it back it's really about us it's really about us it's our insecurities who said she was out of our league? We did. She didn't. That's we didn't fact. step and she said, you out my league. We said, you out my league. We gauge what you want, who I am. It's our own insecurities. Yep. And it's hard being a man. Let's be honest. And then social media hasn't made it any easier where the comparison for a man, the bar is so high. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know how damn hard that is. I ain't never been in a room with men. I say, raise your hand if it's easy to be a man. No man raises their hand. Johansson and I, Ryan and Tyshawn and Delano, we don't have the option to say uh, we don't have the money for the PTA meeting or we don't have the money for baby girl to go to college. I don't have the option to say when my wife quit her job and she don't have medical insurance. I got to find a way. I was walking out of Hawks game and there was a man and his wife that was sitting. Um, they were homeless. Right. And I went to go get a man a dollar and a dude I didn't know grabbed my hand, said, I don't do that. I said, what are you talking about? Any man that sits up there with his wife and children and is not at work, you don't give him a dollar. They should be out there. He should be working. Right? No man gave him a dollar. No man gave him a dollar. They do not respect the, the idea that a man can be down bad. Right? And so when it comes to uh, the reality, forget the Instagram. It's hard being a man. It's hard making the kind of change that we really want to make when we watch TV and social media and who we think men are. But if you really get men to unmask and you get men in a the room, they will open up and say, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Here, here's, here's how it's not real and what you think. Everything on TV, everything in the gram is not real. And so what we have to do, instead of the red pill community, we have to build each other up. That's why you had all the people at InvestFest trying to get their cake up, trying to right. get their bread up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Trying to get, get their attractiveness up, trying to get their self-confidence up. And when we're able to do that, women can feel that. Women are going to date the most confident man in the room. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm not disrespecting him. He's gone on to be with the Lord. Biggie Smalls is not the most attractive dude. Jay-Z is not the most attractive dude. Right. But their confidence and how they carry themselves. I'm talking about superficially attractive. Right. right you get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But with that confidence, Jermaine Dupree, you can look at all these different things. Height, you can do all these things. But when these men, Tupac, short, when these men walk in the room, Prince with, with, a, with a lace front, with a, with a wig, with some boots on. Right. Uh, he don't count. His confidence is on 10. Right. On 10. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that when our, when our confidence is, is on 10, women going to be attracted to us. If our confidence is on three, we're not going to attract any woman at night, no matter how we look. That's a they fact. can feel it the same way we can feel a woman's insecurities. They can see ours. I just want to say one other thing, too. Everybody makes mistakes. People make bad decisions. A whole lot of brothers right here got their heart broken by a woman who couldn't recognize their game, couldn't recognize, didn't, didn't want their rookie card, didn't see what they had to offer, and their heart is broken, and they feel as if there's something bad about them. But wait a minute. She just might have made a bad decision. You might actually just make lots of bad decisions, right? You asked earlier about you know folks who get who keep who are serial gaslight daters. Yeah, right. There are people who choose the wrong person all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have some decision making problems, and they can be fine as can be. They can have everything that it seems like will have them. You know, uh, have it going on and all. And, and, uh, sorry, the old man said, "Have it going on." Anyway, they could, <laughs> they could, they could be what we look at and think are ten, 
but make nothing but bad decisions. Yeah. You know, it's, be be date the wrong dudes all the time. Get played. And then the right guy comes and they say, no, they don't want to. And then the right guy feels bad. Feels as if, oh, what did I do wrong? Nothing. She makes bad decisions. And we date people that mirror us, right? We, we date people that treat us the way we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the person that tolerates the one who puts them down, they don't feel as much, you know, mm -hmm. as, as uh, they don't have high confidence. Or mm -hmm. if they date the person who um, says they're stupid, somewhere deep down, they have that belief that they're not quite competent. They're not quite mm. smart. So you you date the person that reflects where you are. Absolutely. Mm. So you have to be a confident person to attract a confident person. Absolutely. If you're an insecure person, you're going to attract the person that kind of manipulates and does the things that that um, just, you know, play on your insecurities. Mm -hmm. You're one positive relationship away from all that going away. See, when you step away from dating, you let that last person say, oh, you got me. You got me for a year. You got me for six months. You're not gonna take my life. You're not gonna make me so unconfident and, and that I can't I can't show up to the woman that's actually gonna be there for me, right? Whoever whoever Barack's ex, you know, she passed <laughs> on the president of the United States. She passed, right? Uh, Russell Wilson's wife. It didn't work out the first time. She messed up. They write his children's books together. You see what I'm saying? You that, that, that damage. Localize it. Don't personalize it. Mm -hmm. When you personalize it, you're going to take your person into every relationship and that person's baggage is going to control you. I'm ugly. I'm, I'm not enough. I can't communicate. I shut down. All the things that they say you carry with you mm -hmm. versus saying, hey, that didn't work out. All right. I'm, I'm not those two women I talked about tonight. I'm not the dude in that relationship. I'm not. Right. Uh, I, you, that relationship worked out, but I'm not going to take anything negative. Now I'm going to evaluate what I need to do differently. Right. But I'm not going to take that self-esteem into another relationship because that next woman is going to be like thank you god i've been waiting for a man like you i've been waiting to affirm a man like you so keep dating and find the right man the right woman all that stuff goes away listen i'm just laughing because the chat just be going crazy <laughs> I, we took that conversation to the left a little bit but i think all of y'all dropped some serious game about much that. needed left yeah much needed left so that was that was good I'm going to go ahead and officially close out this poll because we had over 253 votes. I mm. thought it would change, but it's pretty much 50-50 on the friend zone deal. Mm. I know we probably over-talked that a little bit today, but I just think that it's just needed. That was good. I, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I agree. And we missed a couple super chats because we were going so crazy. Oh. So, yo, it's official. The headphones have been secured. Shout out to Wifey. <laughs> shout, out to <laughs> shout out to Janae. All dropping the super chats for the nice. headphones. So look, y'all won't even see me without my headphones and we got more than four people. So y'all don't got to worry about that no Love more. Right. Shout out to Media Man. Media Man is, 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 is my new YouTube homie because Media Man just sent us over a super chat supporting Blacks Men's Media. Thanks for the insight uh, via IG Ryan. Media Man, he's got a lot to say because I think y'all are taking some shots. At some people in his community, so we might have oh, to get him on uh -oh, the show. Uh -oh. I, I want to offend my red pill community. <laughs> oh, shout out to Tia. She says, My hyper masculine man was not able to provide for almost a year. Oh, since then, his attention affection has gone to zero. Mm -hmm. Everything is my fault. Is this him feeling emasculated or love starving as a part of the? NPD cycle. Y'all have to educate me. What's the NPD, NPD cycle? cycle? What is that? Narcissistic Narciss personality, personality disorder. Okay. Hey, look, don't be using that doctor language on the <laughs> <laughs> Me and me and Tom got no degrees. Right. Yeah, yeah. So who's gonna take that one? I mean, I I I'll start. 
It sounds like, yeah, she's, she's, I don't know about the NPD. Cause I mean, she didn't give any, any indication that he's narcissistic that like, we don't, we don't know any of that. So it's no need to, uh, to, to validate that without what she said, what she, she did, did say, say hypermasculine. Now that's what she did say. She said he's hypermasculine. Now I'm, I, I think we, I, I don't know. What I don't like that, that term means. necessarily. I'm, 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 I I don't like like I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of that term. I'm not a big fan of, 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 uh, of a lot of terms that, problematize the energy of men and women, you know, especially when it seems to only be the energy of men that gets problematized. Yeah, I never heard hyper. hyper feminine. I never heard right. hyper feminine. Hyper. <laughs> right. 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 She's hyper feminine. But, it, but, but leaving all that aside, what she, what she has given us labels gone is that this man has not been able to provide. Right. And so she's questioning whether or not he feels emasculated by not being able to provide. And he's turning his anger toward her. He's 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 displacing his anger. So when we talk about displacement, that's when you have anger that is, you know, maybe justifiable towards someone. His anger might really be toward his the, the person who made him unemployed, i.e., a boss or whomever, right? But he's turned it toward her and he turned it on her. And so in in his his anger may be very much inward. He may feel feel inferior, inferior, he may feel um, all these issues around if he is quote unquote hypermasculine and feel like a failure but not being able to be the provider that he believes he's supposed to be that maybe she believes he's supposed to be you know when folks are disappointed sometimes they don't say it but they show it and so I'm not saying that she's guilty of anything I don't know but she may be even de demonstrating some of her disappointment but nonetheless it's creating a tension within their relationship and I think that what you no, know, I'm, I'm, I just realized I had to pause here because I was about to say they might need couples therapy, but they might not be able to afford it at this point in their, in their, <laughs> presently. But they can't afford books, and so I would suggest that they start investing in ways that they, they that they can talk together about the things that are going on in their relationship. That they um, invest in, you know, uh, relationship courses, right? And and think about the ways that they can kind of talk together about what's going on, so that they're not battling each other and i think that she i hope that she is affirming him as a good man and that he is doing things that um though he may not be providing materially that he is now stepping up in the ways that he needs to and can in the home right and and, and not in ways that he, like if he's sitting around saying no you got to cook dinner while i think about a job that's not necessarily okay right <laughs> he, needs, he needs to be able to do some things within the home. Figure how to contribute where he at right contribute. now. He got to contribute to to play a role and to be a good partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to watch some dishes, player. A lot of our, our self worth, oftentimes, is tied into the money we make. So he might not even be doing this intentionally. He really right. might just be really embarrassed and right. shameful for yeah. what's going on and what you guys are experiencing, especially if he was holding it down prior. So, you know, I'll let you guys, get, you know, give the, give the advice. But I know personally, and I know a lot of men who experience this single or in a relationship, when you're not getting money, it still work, but you ain't happy about it. Like you, mm -hmm. like me, when I'm, when I'm in my not getting money, I'm like, yo, no women, none. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them because I'm like, I really got to do this thing. So I can only imagine how difficult that might be when you still got your lady that you got to love on when you, you know, come home without no bacon. Absolutely. <laughs> It's projection. Mm -hmm. I project 
how I feel about myself on you, it has to go somewhere. By the way, that was my next tactic that I wanted to discuss. Okay. That was on here, projection. Mm -hmm. And I actually did not know what projection was. I just researched some of the top, most popular used manipulation tactics in relationships. And the segue has happened in divinity. Perfect. So let's talk about it. What is projection, by the way? Because I, I see you whipping that out. By the way, your doctor told you a soldier. This man out here sipping honey on the set right now so he can be his best self and not call. Yo, I love you, Dr. Tom. You're a soldier, bro. Hey, He's man. Moving. He's, He's moving. a soldier. Hey, hey, we can't fold this knee, right? We can't fold. Cough as a man. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it. Cough Right. right. I'm going to sit up and down. I'm like, I hear everything, bro. So no, so, what's projection? Projection, so projection, like, like you know, you just Ryan just humanized it, you know, and this is every man, right? Uh, we do this. We don't value ourselves if we're not providing. They did mm -hmm. a study and they showed that men who felt like their money was not right for whatever reason, whether it was bankruptcy, whether it was being fired, and I and I can tell you, I was talking to a brother today that executives, uh, rates of executives being uh, laid off is up seventy percent. Mm. It's up seventy percent. Why AI is taking their jobs? Right. It is happening. Right. Layoffs, the economy, the recession, mm -hmm. uh, returning to uh, investors, even if they're doing well, they just can do it easier. If I can have a why do I need a whole uh, department to do research anymore when I can do AI and get it in 26 seconds? Mm -hmm. Right. We, we can let all y'all go and the manager and the executives above you. Right. And so when men don't have their money right, we don't like the way we show up. But you think I'm going to have a pride to say, you know what, babe? It's not you. It's me. I don't feel like a man tonight. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like a man. I don't think you see me as a man. That man that's driving that Range Rover, you secretly want him. You don't want me. I wouldn't want me. I want the man. I cheat on me with the man in the Range Rover. <laughs> that's why I ain't letting you go nowhere. You really think a man going to say that, right? Right. right? And so what happens is uh, it's very tough. They did a study and showed that men whose money's not right for six months, their brains look the same as men who are clinically depressed, mm -hmm. right? Us not providing causes clinical depression-like symptoms, mm -hmm. especially in this culture, because that's who we value ourselves. That's that's we we look at Barack Obama, his ability to, to provide for his family, and then we look at Diddy. All right, we look at both of them as providers, but we look at Barack Obama more because he's able to keep his family together and get money, mm -hmm. right? But if you're not getting money. Men disrespect other men. Look at that man. I told you about the Hawks game. Men walk right by. This man's with his family, embarrassed. He can't, can't have pride. And I go to give him a dollar, and they stop me. And they're like, no, nah, I don't do that. Don't enable that man. You give him money, you're going to stop him from working. Wow. Without thinking about the reality, it's hard. Men can get fired, too. Right? right? Men's, men's investments don't work, too. Right? It takes time to scale a business, too. You yep. get what I'm saying? It takes time. I saw Hill Harper. He was talking, and he was talking about Sherry Shepard. He tried to date Sherry Shepard, and Sherry Shepard was like, nah, right? And on the show, he came back and said, how you like me now? He still remember that interaction. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, I ain't know, I ain't know, right? And he was like, because I was a server at your table in L.A. I was working at Cheesecake Factory, mm -hmm. all right? But you, what you didn't know was that I was in school, and I was working on my acting career. But because I was not him, you didn't even show me any. Mm. He showed me anything. Michael B. Jordan said the same thing. Mm. When the girl in high school, before the movie came out for Creed, yeah. the girl in high school said, oh, you're the one from high school that didn't date, that didn't like me. We remember those things, mm -hmm. right? Said I was corny. That's corny. I said. said I was corny. And so so that projection piece. And so the main thing is a man is like, look, this is two pieces on this really quickly. One, can't put all your value on getting money. Facts. Uh, two, go ask other people how to get money. Don't be in your head trying to figure it out. No one figured it out on their own. Go ask. And then number three, here's the piece. Don't not date 
Now, you do need to pay for some dates, but it says in Genesis 2.18, it's not good for man to be alone, so I will create for him a helpmate. And so the woman's, if you get pick a great woman, she's going to help you to level up your life. That's why married men are happier, healthier, and wealthier. All right? It's not that married men are better than single men. They, they have double the help. Hold on. Wait, wait. Let me just confirm what you're saying, because that's tricky. It, if a man- In aggregate. If a man- you saying if he does not have his money together, you saying don't not date. Don't uh, don't don't build up this thing to where you think, all right, let me make all this money and then attract a woman, because then you're gonna be wondering where the woman is there right. for. Now that I, now that I agree with, and, and so part of it is the helpmate. So just really quickly, um, uh, the reason Barack Obama is president is because of Michelle. He said this. They did not she like Barack too. Hussein Obama in Iowa caucuses. So they huddled together and they said, Michelle, you go meet. You go first. Get these, these this white demographic to like you because they like you. And then we're going to bring Barack Obama alongside. Right. And so uh, a lot of, a lot of times people, people, um, uh, married folks realize that their wife is an asset. H.J. Russell. All right. A legend here in the architecture community uh, he talked about the, he was so successful in business because his women, his, his wife taught him board politics. He couldn't read all the room. It was too difficult. It was too difficult trying to manage all these egos and all these things. And he was a builder and she understood uh, group dynamics better than he did. And so she came along and helped him figure out how to pick his board, how to be able to position, how to figure out who the different factions were, who was trying to work against him in the company, how to be able to have a meeting before the meeting. So the board meeting already runs the way you run it and, and, and it's not going to be taken over. So these are women. And, and that's why women are so mad is that they're diamond makers. And if brothers just give them a chance and not have these super high standards, now you need to be ambitious. But if you just let me into your life, brother, I'm designed to help you. You're not at the level you could be because I want to help you. I'll stop preaching. I was um I was dating this young lady. Uh, this was a few. This was maybe like four years ago. And um, Tyshawn and I had just started our real estate business. We had did very well with working for one of my other buddies uh, inside his business. And we left to do our own thing. And, you know, as far as me and Tyshawn was concerned, while I was dating this lady, we was going to do a deal our first month. We was going to do a big deal. So it's like five months we ain't done no deal we still trying to hustle we working out of tyshawn's apartment from like 8 a.m to damn 12 midnight living every off day cards. living off credit cards and the young lady i was dating um we had been dating for like a couple years and she was guapped up like i think she was doing like six hundred thousand at the time she mm. was like on the on the uh what you call it the the high lawyer the partner track for a law firm mm. And she was like, hey, babe, you know, let's go to Palm Springs. I got a friend. She's getting married and all of these things. I'm like, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you can go. But I can't go because I got to do X, Y, Z. And at the time, you know, I had uh, my, my body type changed, so I couldn't fit into my old suits. I'm just thinking about all the expenses that came with it. So somehow I let her convince me to go to K&G so we can get three suits because it's like a four suit event. And she's like, she want her attorney friend. She's like, hey. You got to have a different suit for every joint we go to. <laughs> I go and I get sized up for the suits. You know what I mean? And you know it's KG. You know I'm like, you know I'm like, uh, you know. So I get my different suits. Like the bottom tier yeah. suits right there. That's like yeah. And she's like, she gives me her car, and she's like, she she's like, I, I, you know I'm gonna go out to the car. You know. And I go up there. I put everything. The lady just unpack everything. I got tailored everything. She marking it up, and I just felt so bad on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I just said, hey, you know what? 
I, I, I don't even want those. She was like, you sure? You sized up? You sure you don't want these? I'm like, no. So I walked in. I got in the car. She's like, baby, where the suits at? And I'm like, we ain't going to Palm Springs. We ain't doing it. And she just looked at me. And she was like, you my man. And I'm like, what? She's like, you my man. And she just kept saying it. You my man. And then I finally understood what she meant. It's like all that shit you worried about, all this money, all the shit that don't got nothing to do with you taking care of me and being present at one of my best friends' wedding. You my man. And man, when I I was so humbled by Did that. Did you get the suits, fam? I got the suits, oh man. I went in there and got the suits, <laughs> and we ended up having a blessed time, and it was it was great. You know, I'm no I'm no longer with the, the young lady, of course, but I just remember you said, of course. No, I mean, well, I mean, because I'm single now. Because I'm single, I want plan, people to get plan, confused. Plan. But she was dope. She was dope. But the thing is, she had to remind me the the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't. It wasn't about what she was willing to pay for. It wasn't about her just saying, "Hey, you know, trying to initiate sex with me all the time." She's like, "Yo, look, this the situation." And I think that's some advice that I think a woman in that situation in a relationship can take. Sometimes we just forget. We forget about all of the things that we've done. We forget about where we stand in the relationship. And I think if a woman just takes the time just to remind her man that that might be something that could potentially get him straightened out and have him continue to go about business as your man. Mm. So, I mean, when you look at it, though, I actually just, I've been, man, I know this book has such a long, I've, I've referenced this book probably the last six podcasts. Purpose and Power of Men, Dr. Miles Monroe. I re- recommend everybody read it. But he literally says that, like, we were designed to provide, like everything about us, our frame, our mindsets, the way we think, our logic, everything about us was built to be providers. So when we're not providing, we are not operating how we should, or especially as how we feel. We don't feel like we're operating at our highest level because that is what we were designed to do, is to provide. So. In many ways, I 100% is so easy to tell guys, you know, don't don't worry about the money. You know, hey, look, you ain't getting money. You'll be all right. But when you're in that situation and you're not able to, especially when it's people who are dependent on you, because you could be by yourself with no money and be sad as hell, <laughs> especially with the brothers that got people who are defend, depending on them. I, I Trust me, I don't even have a family. But I understand how what what that what that can possibly feel like and how low of a place that is. And you know, I, I think the only thing that can make a man feel good in that place is if he doesn't have the money, he can at least have some momentum in working towards or building like he he knows you know when a man knows he's laying those bricks yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. every single day and he feels productive he feels progressive because that was another thing with me big mindset shift right when i first became an entrepreneur it was weird because i used to love every two weeks when i had a job i used to love putting my money away and seeing my savings stack i used to love that that's how i define success Seeing my savings get a little bit higher, a few more thousand every two weeks. Then I went over to this entrepreneurship thing and I didn't see that anymore. And now I felt like I wasn't successful because my days and weeks didn't end with money. So I really, my first few months in there, I felt like I was failing horribly 
even if I built something, even if I found a good software that I knew I was going to be able to use and make some money with, none of that mattered to me. I felt like a failure because how I defined success was linked directly to money. So fellas, if you ain't got the money, at least be able to get you some momentum and get you on a path where you're productive and moving in a direction that you can be fulfilled by and that you can be proud of. And I think that's just more of your mission. And um, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you, because I'm sure you see guys that's in this state all the time. Let, let me, and, and, and tell me if you're comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm priming her. So she, I'm trying to read her body language. All right. And I think you have to see the power of a woman. Right. So Dr. Ashley, if, if, if you were dating uh, Tashana, or Tashana's relationship and, and Ryan, if you were dating them, uh, what would a woman do? Uh, right now, as is, as they're talking about these different scenarios at different points in time, mm-hmm. uh, what would a woman do to be able to build them up? And that is so interesting that you asked that because I was going to phrase that for, for the men, um, mainly because one thing that we haven't really addressed that was in the question or in the statement was the the love starving, I think is the way she called mm-hmm. it, the lack of affection. And for women, a lot of times we internalize that. Not only are you going through something, which I think for most women, that that's an opportunity. Let me build you up. Let me hold you down. Let me do these things to make sure that you know I have your back and I'm not just here when things are good. However, if you are now turning around and making me the problem or you're pushing away or, or not giving me affection, it kind of positions me in another way. Now I don't feel like we're on the same side mm. right now. I feel like you're so I really want to ask you guys, if, if you don't mind, um, what do you think? What can a woman do if, if you're feeling like I want to push you guys away? Oh, you know what I say? I give this woman game, all right? And I'm crazy, <laughs> whatever. All right? Deep game. That's what I tell the woman to do. I say, you need to make love to that man crazy. Mm. Wow. I'm crazy with that man, wow. right? Uh, because he's feeling emasculated. He's not feeling like himself. He needs to be looks so damn good, right? She needs to be uh, assertive, right? And she needs to have sex with him. Just like, I don't care. She has to fake. She needs, she needs, needs to be like, this man is pleasing me to the fullest because men respond to touch. And then she whispered to his ear like, oh, baby, please me. All right. Um, but in the morning, you need to get on job applications. You need to get on this job application. How do job application? So she's continuing. She's continuing to affirm that man. Now, this is hard because she has to stand in the gap. Now, hold on, hold on. Wait, let, let, let me ask that here because that's. Okay, because oh, that's, that's, that's tricky. That's tricky because you, you talking about, so, I play, hey, did you get them job applications in? So so she's ego stroking, but at the same time, she's holding them accountable. And, and, and here's the question. I think a good man expects his wife to hold him accountable to go after his dreams. So he needs the combination, just like a mom, of the stroke. But, hey, like like I, I, was, I was playing football, and I, I, I fumbled the football, right? And my mom from the country. You don't you know, embarrass us like that. Right. And so she made me walk around with a football. Wow. Now, football at, at the lunch table, football at the dinner table, football at school. I had the football in my hand. Right. Had a football. Right. And she was like, look, you know, you just don't fail. And so my mom was like, all right, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Everybody fails. You know, you can do it. I believe in you. You can make it. You can make it. You're going to start doing the push-ups, Right. You can start gripping that ball. Right. And we go by and we hit that ball. You're going to make sure it doesn't come out right. So at the same time, she was affirming me, but she was also holding me accountable so that I could be the kind of football player that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is where a wife, this is where a wife can best answer this question. She knows how because she's seen behind the facade. We take our mask off at home, right? There's no Instagram at home. 
she knows how to move to be able to do the right combination of ego stroke and holding him accountable without emasculating and not babying him at the same time. Now, can I can can I can I please disagree? Yeah, please, <laughs> because I mean, let me be clear what I'm disagreeing on. Because mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing, me personally, if I'm in that, because I've been in that place before. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't even want to have sex. No. No, that's like, let me tell you something. So when stinky. when I'm like really not even like my my money right, and you jump like like, hey, baby, baby, chill. I <laughs> listen. I'm like my head, and I, I won't even be there with you. Like, cause my mind, my is mentally, I'm just not here. So like, I'm, I'm somewhere else. So I'm not really there with you right now. So I ain't even trying to get get on that. Now the affirming is powerful. I would agree with that. Like a woman affirming you and know how to tell you how amazing and how powerful and this you crazy as hell. If you think this is something that's gonna last, do you know who you are? Do you understand? Are you really even sad about this? You boy, do you like that? A woman can really like straight put the S right back on your chest if it gets away. But I don't think you need to hold a man accountable who already is disappointed and taking the action steps. Now, here's the I thing. If a man is getting up and busting his behind every day and you over here trying to micromanage, that will make oh, him gosh. feel very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. especially if he's already responsible enough to take those action steps without that energy. That's good. Now, if this brother here, if you seeing that he's lazy or depressed right. or depressed or depressed right right or depressed and because that's what depression does it gets you stuck in the mud sometimes right. Mm -hmm. right. then there does need to be a little nudge a strategic nudge because you're dealing with this male ego that you have to acknowledge you don't get mad at a man's ego because that's also his superpower but if he's depressed his ego is it's not working his his ego is damaged he has a damaged ego right now so, but a woman has a special power to reignite. Like, it's almost like when you give a car a jump, you can do that to a man in real life if you understand how to. The wrong thing that a woman can do is get frustrated. Your car not working, instead of jumping it, you can't, you start kicking the tire and cursing at the right, car. Right. God damn it, the car, you damn car. You're supposed to be driving, right? <laughs> that ain't how it works. But again, you just got to know how to operate in that situation. So be just, I, I just say be very, be weary on that accountability, though, ladies. Oh, oh, go ahead. The thing I was gonna say is, I think um, I, I I agree. I don't know if uh, if if try, <laughs> trying trying to sex him into into a happy place is gonna necessarily do it. What I do I think know though is is it's if he's affection, yeah, <laughs> right, and, and that's gonna be hard for you to kind of bust up that. Like you know, we right. want to be genuine, invested in it. Find out what his dream is, what his vision is, what his plan is, and invest in that. Believe in him and believe in that and believe in what it is that he wants to do. And if he doesn't know what he wants to do, that's when you double down on believing in him mm -hmm. and that he can, that he will figure it out, that he can figure it out, and that whatever he does, he's going to be able to do well. And that, now that you've boosted him and boisted him up in that way, you can then start having conversations about what he wants to do and what he's about to do and what he's thinking about doing and then supporting it. Mm. Right. If you are, um, <laughs> I, I, I need you to do that, 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 that's not going to cut it. But if you are saying what, 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 what were you thinking? I think that's great. I think that's a wonderful idea. If can I help you got it? Okay. Then you got it. No worries. I love it. 
You like it, I love it. If you are supporting in that kind of way and and he believes that you believe in him, right? Because right now, so, okay, but put it in. You asked a question about projection. Let's talk about what projection is because I don't think we actually define it. I agree. So projection is simply when I put my uncomfortable, conflicting emotions and feelings that I have, but I don't want to necessarily acknowledge them and I put them on you or on anyone. I, 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 and and this is not the same as displacement because I'm not taking the anger out on you. That's this. I'm, I'm, it's not the same as displacement. Displacement is when I take the anger out on you or take or 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 show love and affection to somebody who I'm not supposed to be showing it to. Right? That's displacement. I'm taking the feeling that that belongs on someone or is directed to someone else, and I'm putting it onto another person. That's right. displacement. Projection is when I'm taking the feeling and emotion that I have and I'm putting it onto someone else. Got it. Right. And I'm saying that that person has that. So if I'm feeling terrible about the state that I'm in and then I say, you think that about me, mm. you feel that way about me. I'm projecting onto you things that I'm doing. Like you think I ain't shit, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think I'm worthless. You yeah. think I ain't no man, huh? Absolutely. Is when people cheat. And then they start blaming the other party mm. and thinking that the other party is cheating. That's projection. Mm. They doing something that they're not really ready to deal with and 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 don't want coming to light. And now they think that the other person is doing it. Right. So so that's so all of, so these are forms of projection. Now go, going back to this this um, person scenario here, if she he may be projecting that she feels these things about him. She needs to let him know that she doesn't feel that. Okay. And yeah. and do it enough that her projection can take what she really feels about him and put it back in his mm-hmm. heart. Right. So that she so that he starts to feel good about himself. So I think that's more in a, a line. Cause if he start, if she starts trying to then boss him, right? Tell him, you know, well, okay, I got these applications. What you gonna do with them? <laughs> that's not it but what i what i what I, and i'm going back to your guy's story you didn't end up in that situation because uh the situation that you were in where you weren't you you didn't you didn't uh, make the money that you thought you were going to make immediately yeah, yeah you didn't end up in that situation because you were bsing and not doing what you want to do you ended up in that situation because you left the safe comfortable thing and pivoted to do your own thing and it took a little longer mm-hmm. this could be this man's pivot but she had to show that she believes in that. It better be a pivot, yeah. not a not a not a relax. And we, here's what I need right. y'all to do, y'all, because this thing is closing down in just a few. We got to get these people back home very shortly. <laughs> so y'all need to send these super chats in with your questions, so we can get the questions answered with our people. And guys, we have had over six hundred. It's six hundred thirty people in here right now. All right. Can we All please right. get at least get the five hundred likes? Yeah. Can I have everybody just if you're on your phones, close the chat. Press that thumbs up. I, that thumbs up button. I need you to. We need. That's all I'm asking for. A thumbs up, please. Give it to us. It's free. Please, it's free. And if you ain't subscribed, I'm asking for subscribe too. I am asking. To, yeah, I'm asking for. Yeah, so I want to subscribe too. But I want to get back to what you're about to say over here. So, so what you're seeing is that men are not monolithic. Men are not the same. What'll work for all four of us is different, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, there's a there's a different path. So where one man will be offended and feel micromanaged like you're his mother, right? Another man will 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 feel challenged, right? So there's another man that will say, you know what, you got me. She'd say in the car at K and G, um, 
Baby, you know why I got you these suits? Because you're going to build me a house in about five years. Right? I ain't even worried about this. Right? I'm getting you now. I believe in you now. Don't say I wasn't there. This is what happened with Snoop Dogg. But Snoop Dogg was in the basement rapping. He asked his girlfriend, but she's now his wife, how it sound? She said, it sound good. It sound good. It sound good. Baby, you the best thing ever. She went upstairs and called Warren G. Like, them beats is whack. My cousin <laughs> come over here and help you out. But she never told Snoop Dogg that. Right? And so in his hands, so when they asked him, you know, what made you a better rapper? He was like, I thought I was sucky. But when she looked into my eyes and said I had something, I was on the way. I just needed a few tweaks, but I had that. I was that man. I was that dog. I didn't believe me, but I believed her. I believed the man, the one, the man that she saw, that I saw in her eyes, I like more than the man I saw in the mirror. Wow. All right. That's the power of a woman. Mm. Right. So for me, if, if my wife challenges me, say, hey, you know, baby, I got this, but I know next time I'll never have to get a bill, not with you. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell no, you ain't going to get no bill. Yeah. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to respond to that challenge. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? But you have to know your man. Right. You have to know what he responds to. And there are a lot of men that do respond to challenges. I had an athlete that got cut from the league. They got evicted. And he said, I, and I was doing premarital. I said, what was the moment that you knew you were going to marry her? And he said, when I got my stuff evicted, and we were sitting there on Lennox Road, and all that stuff was sitting there. And I was like, I know this woman's going to leave me. All right, and the woman was sitting there, and she was like, "I don't know how you're gonna fix this, but I trust you." Mm -hmm. And she helped put this stuff in the truck as they went to an apartment. And in the, in that apartment, she stayed with them until they built up. All right, wow. And and she made love to him. I know y'all don't like that. <laughs> but well, here, like can, I be, can I be honest? Can I be honest? Of course. Can I be honest? Like what do you think that man's going to do to boost his ego? He's not going to want to have sex with her. He's going to want to date down. He's going to get a woman that's down that's to true. look up to him. That's and he's going to have sex because as I'm having sex with you and I'm pleasing you, I'm a man. I'm getting automatic results that I can make you feel good. This is my masculinity, especially if I define my masculinity, you know, with, with my man part, right? right? right. Then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make love to my wife because I feel like I'm embarrassed to her. I'm embarrassed that she don't want me, right? But I'm gonna go find, I'm gonna go find a woman on ski road. I'm just glad to have a man, right? I'm gonna try and break her back off. That's what I'm gonna do, <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just being honest, right? right? right. So yeah, you have please, to kind of yeah. know your man yeah. to be able to find, walk that fine balance of, of what he needs to keep him from stepping out of the relationship, sabotaging it. So it's a fine line and that's why it's tricky. Mm -hmm. That's why it's tricky. Mm -hmm. And that's why I know in the chat, the chat's blowing up. There's so many women raising their hand and saying, if we just stop dealing with these ratchet women, and I'm not disrespecting, but the women we going after, that just want your ducats and get with a woman that's trying to invest with you, that's trying to build with you. If you wouldn't be so focused on superficial beauty and you got with a woman that's a Proverbs 31 woman, Proverbs that's, that's, that's ready to build. She's built to build. She's, she's furious. She's not in a relationship because what she does is build men. And you won't date her. You won't date her. You want to go, you want to go Kim Kardashian or somebody. When I'm trying to be with and no disrespect Kim Kardashian, but I'm trying no to Kim be Michelle Slander. Obama in this place. I'm your Michelle Obama. And you bypass me. You talking about the red pill. What about the sisters? Mm. The sisters that's getting bypassed and blah. Why'd you struggle? And if you meet if you were me, you'd be on top of the game. Yeah. I'm just gonna be transparent really quickly. I don't negotiate one contract for myself. Not one. I'm married to a professional sales rep. I will get taken because I'm the nice guy. What is the split to half? I don't even care. What? Okay, you say this, I say this. All right, just take it down the middle. I'm like, no, we, we do nothing down the middle. We do nothing down the middle. 
All right. I neg- <laughs> She negotiates all contracts. She gets all bags. She's the better negotiator. This is what she does for a living. You really think me by myself is going to be better than me and my helpmate? If I'm going to be her security and she's my helpmate, come on. Two is better than one. They get better return for their labor. That's Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. And that's what I want my brothers to see. Yes, you need to be ambitious. Yes, you need to get to a level. But there's a woman that's waiting in the wings to be able to be a diamond maker. Mm-hmm. She's waiting to elevate you. All right? So don't feel like we have to have it all, the housewives and all this fake stuff. Right. We just need to have enough and then meet her. And then y'all come together and strategize. And then you're able to elevate. And you're able to say, hey, thanks, babe. And then you become her security because of what she's positioned you to do. That is beautiful. Yeah. I think Dr. Tark has got the best stories. <laughs> <laughs> he just Bring like real together. pop culture relevant too, by the mm-hmm. way. Dr. Carr stayed. Yeah. I have a teenage daughter, so I understand the Gucci man. You know what's going on. <laughs> Dr. Tark, easy to please. She like, didn't even listen to Gucci You get a man like that, look, he down, just give him some. He'll be all right. <laughs> Don't say I don't act like I'm the only one. It's a good thing. I know. I feel you, though. I feel you. Guys, check out the description because we put all of our wonderful guests' Instagram handles in the description. Everybody always asks that. How do I get in touch with the guests? Just check out the description under guests. Everybody you need is there. And y'all, listen, man. We we are really about to close this thing out. I am shocked. Y'all must have got all the game y'all need because we got no questions for our wonderful guests here. What I over would tell 630 y'all, people in the chat too. This over month. 630 yeah. people in the chat right now. So I know y'all getting this game right now. Matter of fact, if you're getting game, I want you to drop the word game right now <laughs> in the chat. If y'all getting gamed up. And as a matter of fact, for all my heart, listen, I want you guys to understand this. It's happening. The members, the family, my initiates. Okay. I need y'all to understand at the end of September, we yeah. are having a celebration. For all of our initiates, we got a lot to celebrate. Y'all see, and sometimes me and Ryan, we could overlook. We, we, one thing we're working on is getting better at celebrating our successes. So we're going to do it with y'all, okay? And we had a big meeting today, too. We had a big meeting. We can't we had, say exactly what it was about. We're not going to tell y'all what's happening, but we're about to have an experience that you guys have not yet experienced, and it's coming. We're putting in the work. But what we're going to do now is we're going to have a virtual party and celebration where for uh, hitting 100,000 subscribers... What else we done did in this Shout time? out to y'all. First. <laughs> Thank you so much. Over 250 YouTube members, two-year anniversary. And yeah, November 1st is about to be our two-year anniversary, by the way. Oh, I had two years, but we did have two years shooting. September was the first time we yep. ever shot an episode. So it is two years actually shooting. Wow. So, you know, with that being the case, we're going to celebrate with the family with the initiative. So please join the membership, y'all, because we do want to grow the family here. You guys can join right here. Ryan is actually going to drop. The um the memberships right here in the chat. Yes, because we're getting the- ready to start doing monthly challenges with the membership. It's yeah, guys, we're just getting ready to blow the membership up. We already committed to it. Um, that's what we're gonna do starting in September, just really giving back to the community. Uh, we're gonna be giving shout-outs, we're gonna be bringing, you know, the getting pictures of y'all up here, the transformations, really everything we can do to make sure we really build the community. So be patient with us because we got a lot of great stuff coming. And uh, oh yeah, that was it next week. We're running our first episode with just me and Ty. Oh, yeah. Just so me and Ty. Next live. Monday. Yeah, we, okay. we haven't did. Nice. We haven't shot an episode with just me and Ty since the first 10 episodes we ever shot and more the fe- than two years ago. The fellas actually been asking for some content. We've been, look, we've been gaming the ladies. It's so funny because like the first year was for the fellas. Okay. <laughs> so the ladies say, yo, listen, we was, we said, okay. So we've been gaming up the ladies real heavy. And now the fellas like, yo, look, man, what's up, man? Y'all used to edify the fellas, and I used to get the game. And I used to say, you know what? Okay. Next Monday, me and Ryan, 
and we kind of went into that today. We kind of went into, you know, we talked about aspects of men not having a confidence together, not having a paper together. So, you know, all of it works hand in hand. And we're going to be talking about how to level up as a man on Monday. So Monday, y'all know Monday and Wednesday, every night at 8 p.m., we are putting together these live shows for you. And trust me, it is not easy to get scholars like we have here at the table every single Monday and Wednesday night. Thank you guys so much for your very precious and even expensive time. These are valuable brothers and sisters at the table, y'all. I don't know if y'all understand. We're going to put the links in the this brother here don't even really be on Instagram. We got to have to drop his email in the description. <laughs> These some important people here. But thank y'all so much for, thank you for, for, for rocking here. Thank you. We love the space uh, of influencers, right? And, they, and they, they, the game is, is nice, right? And when you said bring in some professionals, you know, um, I thought of two people, you know. And so I want to bring in Dr. Ash. You know, I follow her and then. Uh, the classes that she's doing, we always done. Like, hey, let's collaborate. Right, let's right. do you're killing you, killing And then uh, my brother, Dr. Murray, you know, we went to grad, undergrad and grad school together. He's one of the coldest therapists in the game. He's a professor now, but if he ever decides to do therapy, all right, you can see this brother can just read mm-hmm. the back of the hand. I would watch this brother in class. They had this closed window where you watch someone do therapy, right? That's how you learn. You watch someone, old school, you watch someone through a glass, they can't see you do therapy. And when I saw this brother do therapy, I was like, damn, I wish I could do therapy like that. Mm. Just his style, it's relaxed, it's even. Yeah. So I wanted y'all to just get a flavor, you know, of, of some real PhDs up in here. <laughs> yeah. All right. No disrespect to the, the, the other people's the relationship experts. All right, but we we're responsible for people's lives. He's responsible for right. teaching the next generation of clinicians and professors. All right. She's responsible for a whole practice full of people. And then a lot of men that rock with they don't trust anybody else but Dr. Ashley. So anyway, I was excited. To no, listen, no, like please let because I don't think everybody understands the, the, the caliber of talent on the platform here. And listen, and, and that's the thing. Look, I, I want everybody to be invested in themselves. If you, I want I'm I'm very pro therapy, I'm very pro getting your shit together. And listen, if you can't, whatever the case is, we talk. You even mentioned some people maybe struggling to afford it. I'm happy you on Harley initiated. Facts. Trying to do all you can to figure this out yourself. And if that's the situation, the least you could do is get this nine dollar ninety nine cent membership every single month to take care of. So we could continue bringing these caliber people here up on the platform here to you because we are not going to stop, y'all. We have a mission, and we will not stop. And we still to got get it done. close to 600 people in the chat. I'm getting ready to drop a link, guys. We have not started sending out emails yet, but we're going ahead and collecting your name and fo- name, phone number, and email because we are going to start blasting these emails and letting you guys know about everything we got going on for the community. So I'm gonna drop that right now. Please fill that out, and uh, I think we're gonna close it out and leave the chat open for a bit, right? I am. We're gonna close this out and leave the chat open for you guys. And I'm, I'm gonna tease it. I want you guys to know it's an experience coming. And it's gonna be reason, it's gonna be big though. Like we had a really big meeting today. It's gonna be big, y'all. I and, know who y'all met with, but and I, I, and I, yeah. if you pay me, I won't say. <laughs> and you know, it's so crazy. Me and Ryan have been doing all we can to figure out how we can bring you guys more. How we could just not take keep it online, but go offline. Yeah. And even better, tell the story of what's been happening. And it's just so crazy. We've continuously been asked for some strange reason. Why is the name of the show Harley Initiate? Why are we in this season two? Mm. So for my people that are literally on here and you don't know, 
This list, we got a mission that we will accomplish. Actually, hardly initiated. We first had the vision that we were going to build this platform for men because me and Ryan recently, after getting out of relationships of our own, went deeply studying, trying to figure this thing out, studying masculinity, yep. studying manhood, studying relationships. And we saw that's the strongest cultures, the strongest communities. They had rites of passage. They had initiation processes. Mm -hmm. And we realized us as men, we were hardly initiated into anything, mm -hmm. into manhood. And now what we're even seeing now, the ladies have not introduced us that they are also in a similar situation. Same situation. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue to bring y'all the information, the content that you guys need to give you that initiation process, that rite of passage, that game that you might have missed out on to be your best self in your womanhood or your manhood. We're going to try to bring it to you every single Monday and Wednesday night and on Sundays. So we need you guys to support us the best way that you know how. Please join our membership, become an initiate, become a part of the family, and we're going to take care of y'all. But listen, again, thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of the platform. But you guys already know, hardly initiated. We are out.
Thank you.